Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Big Sales National Football Show. We make our own music here. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thanks for stepping in with us. Well, guess what? Your MVP just might be back. He just might be back. Or are they playing him out there so that the Saints have to prepare for two? All good? Appreciate everybody stepping in with us here. As I tell you, we're coming down the stretch here for the final seedings when it comes to the playoffs. It's great to see Jalen Hurts practicing again. No question about it. That's a great sign. The Lane Johnson loss is going to be enormous. Please hit the like button. Barrett Brooks is going to join us in hour number two at 4.30. We appreciate that. Okay. Um, Let me say this to you. We're going to go in numerous places this year, this show here. Um. I would say this to you. Let's let, let, let's let's hit on the defensive side of the football here. All good. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. Do you think that this defense that the Eagles have put together, which by the way, 12 sacks away from the 85 Bears, that's an enormous and a tremendous potential accomplishment by that group of men. I mean it, including Jonathan Gannon. But can I ask you one question about your Eagle defense? Name me one elite quarterback that that defense has shut down yet. Name me one. Every elite quarterback that that defense has played against has not shown up. Aaron Rodgers? Okay. Aaron Rodgers is elite. Aaron Rodgers is elite. So in the two years that Jonathan Gannon has been the defensive coordinator, that defense has stopped a team right now struggling with an elite quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. So where are we now? How many, what are we at? 15 games this year? 17 last year? So in 30-plus games... The elite Eagle defense has stopped one guy, Aaron Rodgers. Okay, one guy. And by the way, when the kid 
Jordan Love came in. He still threw a touchdown pass, too. You think this defense can stop elite quarterbacks? Especially, you, you didn't last week. And I don't consider Dak Prescott an elite quarterback, but he had an elite performance against you. You're getting home now. And what I mean by that is you're getting, you're getting to the quarterback. Okay, you're getting to the quarterback. You're 12 sacks away, like I said. I'm not sure this defense is qualified enough or capable enough to shut down elite quarterbacks, especially when you get into the postseason. You shut down Aaron Rodgers, and that's it in 30 games, 30-plus games. Bruce, what up, brother? Appreciate it. I just researched you and saw some highlights from your college. You were a beast. Keep telling us, Eagle fans, the real deal. Bruce, I think you're a great football team. I think you're in an injury zone right now. And I'll say this again to you, Bruce, about your Eagles. I know people – my aunt said yesterday I was brutal. Was I brutal yesterday? Sander, was I brutal? Okay, was I brutal? I didn't think I was brutal. I was just being honest. Okay? I, I I thought I was just being honest. She said, man, you were brutal yesterday. Hurts is practicing. I saw that. It's a great sign. Okay? It's, it's, it's a great sign. It's a great sign. It's a great sign. I still think Minshew's going, though. But I, I, I would want Dennis Allen to have to prepare for both. We stopped with who we played. That's not my question, Nicole. Nicole, my question is, what elite quarterbacks in 30-plus games has this defense played against and stopped? Aaron Rodgers? Okay. He's elite. He's a two-time reigning MVP. No question about it. He's an elite arm. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and I still think he's pretty good. Outside of that, though, every other quarterback, including Dak, has shredded you. Shit, you turned CeeDee Lamb into Michael Irvin. Des Bryant. I don't really think that guy is that good. Steven, Jalen Hurts is not in the MVP conversation. It's over. It's over. Really? How many elite quarterbacks are there? Glad you asked that question. The Bills and the Bengals play against them almost every week. You play against Cooper Rush, Tyler Heineke, who's now on the bench, David Mills. Look at these shitty quarterbacks you're playing against. And the elite quarterbacks you've played against this year are Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers. Those are the only two elite quarterbacks. Well, you want to throw Dak in there, and you're two and one versus him. You think Jonathan Gannon's defense? Every time last year he went against an elite quarterback, they shredded him. CeeDee Lamb is not that good. It's, he's not that good. By the way, I think the players this year on the defensive side of the football have absolutely played great ball. This goes once again back to the formula. 
of Jonathan Gannon's system and his scheme. That soft coverage, man, I'm telling you, the front seven has picked up the defense because the back end, you guys are now playing musical chairs in the secondary. The undoing of the defense, in my opinion, is going to be the secondary. I know you're saying, Sills, we got the best corners in the NFL. Dude, how many musical chairs are you going to play? How many guys are you going to keep moving around in the secondary? You're playing musical chairs, but you can afford to do that because you take on Tyson Hills, Andy Dalton, David Mills. You're not taking on Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. You're not taking on those kind of guys week in and week out. You're taking on stiffs. So you can do this. I think personally you've compiled a lot of numbers against a lot of shitty quarterbacks this year. I was listening to the sports take guys. That 2017 defense was better. You know why? They were meaner. They played a tougher schedule. They played against better teams. I think that there's those statistics are against the likes of Tyler Heineke, David Mills. Who's the guy in Pittsburgh? Kenny Pickett. Look at the shitty list of quarterbacks. Who was the Matt Ryan who's benched now? That defense, in my opinion, against elite quarterbacks has not proven they can stop them yet. And when Dak got into the room, Prescott was almost flawless against it. You did get six sacks. No question. Impressive. Impressive. But I think some of those statistics that the Eagles have compiled against dogs. Hey, I think the NFC this year, let's do this. Brady, Rodgers, sure. They may not make the playoffs. Of all the quarterbacks in the NFC, outside of the season that Jalen has had, can you name me one other guy? Kirk Cousins, okay, who? Who else is a threat when you have to scheme against the quarterback in the NFC? Kyler Murray, when he's hurt. Dimes Jones, Carson Wentz. I've never seen a worse collection of quarterbacks in the NFC in my life as a player or as a guy covering the sport. Yeah, I agree. Wait a minute. Fly Eagle goes, typical Dan Cilio. I'm asking a question because once you get into the postseason, do you think this defense is ready? Do you think this defense can stop elite quarterbacks? I don't think so. You haven't. It's not idle talk. We're three weeks out from the postseason here. You got injuries in the secondary now. Your front seven's playing exceptional. They are. TJ Edwards has been exposed. Can't cover tight ends. Not very good at it. Actually, that's been a progression the last couple weeks. Watching Edwards play tight end and cover tight ends, he's not been very good at it. Sean goes, Trevor Lawrence is elite. I don't really think he was elite early on, 
But I think he's I think he's an elite guy. I do. I think he's in a Xavier goes, nobody knows. I'll tell you what, dog. I think that 49er team could stop anybody on the planet. Anybody on the planet. Okay? Kevin, you'll face Kittle in the NFC title game. You'll face Kittle in the title game. I I, I agree with Xander. I, I I look and I think you guys are right. I think Trevor Lawrence with Doug Peterson and what those guys are doing down in Jacksonville and with the emergence of NTN who went over 1,000 yards, and I think he's a really good pass-catching running back, I think Trevor is going to continue to get better and better and better because now there's an adult in the building. It's just a question here, okay? You're, you know, I went back and I looked at the list of quarterbacks you've played. I would say maybe the guy who has been the most productive against you was in the first game, Jared Goff. So the elite quarterbacks you've played this year have been Jared Goff, Dak, Cousins, and Rodgers. Josh Allen will play Burrow on Monday, beat Mahomes, had to play against that Miami offense, beat Lamar Jackson. You're playing against elite QBs that last year, anytime one of those elite quarterbacks got on the field, they crushed that Eagle defense. And like I said, walk back a couple steps here, Dak got on the field against it and killed it. Remember something, Jalen Hurts don't play defense. Cowboys put 40 points on you. Got to give Dak and CD credit. A 40 bomb. Tyson, absolutely. I thought Keller Moore did a really good job at game planning. And they easily could have shit the bed after Dak threw that pick six. They could have easily. But he went on a 19 for 19 run. Did the four OTs not help Dak is what I want you to answer. The sack that Maddox was supposed to have not help Dak. Did the fumbles that we should have recovered, not help Dak in his stats? Absolutely, you're talking pie-in-the-sky bullshit. That's unrealistic conversation. Well, what if this guy doesn't drop this, or what if that guy doesn't drop this? Doug, talking realities here. We don't talk in fantasies here. What if this? What if that? You sound like an excuse train. What if this? What if that? Here's what happened. Dak Prescott ate the secondary alive, as usual. Elite quarterbacks put up big numbers against Jonathan Gannon's defense. Look it up. Derek Carr, who's just been benched. Brady destroyed it. Justin Herbert. Shit, Jimmy G. All those guys have had great success against Jonathan Gannon. I don't know if Jonathan Gannon can stop elite quarterbacks yet. He hasn't, he really hasn't shown me he can. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, sure. And the win against the Lions and the win against the Jags now become, hey, look, I'll tell you this. The win against Arizona, not that big a deal. The win against the Lions 
And the win against the Jags is more impressive to me today than it was then. Why is Justin Herbert elite? Have you ever watched him? Use your eyeball test, dude. Use your eyeball test. When I want, there's not a coordinator on the plate. You think the Dolphins would like not to have that pick back? They'll take Tua over Herbert. Really? One guy's going to be playing marbles pretty soon if he stays in the game. Again, his scheme gave 77% to Dak. Dude, look at that's exactly what I'm talking about. Derek Carr had a 90% completion percentage against that team. 77% completion. Every single time an elite quarterback plays against Jonathan Gannon, they put up historic numbers. Historic, historic numbers. Slay didn't want to play. Well, then I don't want to pay him $18 million. I take Dak over Herbert. (laughs) Not me, man. Good night. You can have Dak over Herbert. Okay, let's see what Justin does in the playoffs. I know what Dak will do. Last year, last year, you make it sound like last January. That was 11 months ago. Okay, last year, sure, the team's better. I agree. Get better personnel this year, even though it's injured now. So now we're going back to last season? No, I'm asking you, since Jonathan Gannon has been the defensive coordinator, That team turns quarterbacks and elite quarterbacks into superstar players. Those guys put up massive completion percentages. Dak was 70, he was almost 80% against Jonathan Gannon's defense. You'd never beat Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or Patrick Mahomes with that shit. And Andy Reid, dude, your worst nightmare is lining up against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes would throw for 500 yards against Jonathan Gannon. He'd throw for 500 yards. Shit, you know, you, do you know how impressive the Chiefs were last year against the Eagles? They didn't have to throw the ball. They ran for 200 yards. We surely will find out. First, you got to win against New Orleans. Herbert is 10 times better than Dak. Absolutely. Use your eyeball. It's it's easy to see. Gannon will let the dogs loose in the playoffs because Nicole, he's known for that. He's, He's totally known for that. All right. Let's see. Let's see. We got a ton of stuff here today, too. Barrett Brooks, as I said, will join me in hour number two at 430. Week 17, NFL, Defensive Player of the Year. I have a vote. Some bowl games. Eagles potential picks in the April draft. Where we're going to go. We're going to do that here in a minute. And also, I want to do something right now before we get into the topics. Who would you take? 
Terrell Owens or A.J. Brown? His 2004 season versus A.J. Brown's 2022 season. Who would you take? Let me give you the numbers. T.O. in 2004, 127 targets, 77 receptions, 1,200 yards, 14 TDs, 85-7 per game. Did that in 14 ball games before he got hurt. Came back into the Super Bowl and was an Iron Man. Here's A.J. Brown. By the way, could be your first wide receiver in team history to go over 100 catches. The Philadelphia Eagles, surprisingly, have never had a receiver with over 100 catches ever in the history of the team. He's 20 away. Here's A.J. Brown by the numbers. 126 targets, one less. 80 receptions. By the way, that's a career best for him. 1304, also a career best for him. It's surely a testament to Jalen Hurts. These numbers. 10 touchdowns, four less than T.O. Look how close these two guys are. T.O. in 04 had 85.7 yards per game. A.J. Brown has 86.9 yards per game. Pretty damn close for both of them. He did that in 15 ball games so far. Who would you take? Who would be the guy that you'd want in your huddle if you had to win a Super Bowl? Devontae Smith is also close to 100 receptions. He is. He's at 78, I believe it is. Tio never won anything because... This is a team sport, and he is a me guy. Razor, the entire position has transformed into total me guys. You think Odell Beckham is a team guy? Shit, most of the receivers in today's NFL, you know what they think a good game is? 10 catches, 120 yards. Not a win. The position has kind of turned that thing into a diva position. Those guys are all gauged on numbers. And all gauge on social media. The more numbers you have, the more social media numbers you have, the more views you get, the more followers you get. You know why? The Red Zone Channel has turned, the Red Zone Channel has turned quarterbacks and wide receivers into icons in today's NFL because of the gambling factor. Some of those guys don't give a shit about winning. They care about numbers. So when you say that, T.O. is on a different planet as a player, you know. Terrell Owens, I mean, the Cowboys are supposedly talking to him. This guy ran a 4-4 in August, and he's 49. Guy's a specimen. Who would you take? You had to win one game. And by the way, who cares if he's an asshole? How many assholes has Brady been with in his career and he got productivity out of him randy moss 
Antonio Brown, the murderer. Stop with that shit about team wrecker. Who cares? It's up to the quarterback to get along. That's why McNabb sucked. McNabb sucked because he couldn't get along with DJX and he couldn't get along with T.O. I blame the lack of success for the Eagles during the Andy Reid run completely on Donovan McNabb. It's his responsibility. Dude, the numbers that A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith have put up are a direct result of the massive improvement by Jalen Hurts. You got career years here with A.J. A.J.'s never had over 68 catches. He's never had over 1,100 yards. He potentially could get to 1,500 yards this year. For a yak receiver, that's insane great. He's still got a shot at 14 touchdowns too. McNabb sucked as a leader. Well, he, you know, he, Teal was a team wrecker. It's up to the quarterback to make that right. Quarterback's got to be the leader. You may have a bunch of assholes in the locker room. It's up to you to make it all work, Russell Wilson. That's why they pay you $50 million. McNabb's failure was his ego and his pettiness. Jalen's success is his hard work and dedication to his teammates. That's the difference. McNabb may have been a little better player. But Jalen's going to have better results. Because he gets it. He gets it. The wide receiver, you blame a wideout? For wrecking that relationship in Philly? That's the dumbest thing going. Brady played with a murderer. Brady played with a guy, Randy Moss, who was a complete ass pipe. And you got another one who's a complete jerk in Antonio Brown. He made it work. He won a Super Bowl with Antonio Brown. It's up to the quarterback to make that right. Look at these numbers, man. So don't tell me, well, Tio, you know, I'd rather have him because I'd rather have AB because AB is a better guy. Who gives a shit who's a better guy? Give me the better player. Give me the better player. Terrell Owens is the better player. Owens is the better player in my book. And by the way, I'm talking about two elite guys. So don't get your panties in a bind. (laughs) If somebody flipped a coin and went, I'll take AJ. I'm all right with that too. He's a great player. He's a great player. T.O. is a special player. And AJ has a chance to be a special player too. Okay? He has a chance, really does. I told you his impact would be on jump footballs. Did I not tell you that? Remember when they got him? We were talking about Sills. People were asking me, Sills, what do you think the biggest impact A.J. Brown will have? Jump balls, man. He's like Michael Irvin. He's a force. Why did it work with Big Ben at first and not with A.B.? Well, what are you talking about? It did work there. He was on an iconic pace, Antonio Brown. 
because Mike Tomlin's there. Mike Tomlin wasn't putting up with the shit. Remember something. Mike Tomlin had uh, Le'Veon Bell, who was a headache. Remember the upside-down tweets and shit? I never got that. Talk about a guy who put millions of dollars in a trash can and lit it on fire. How's Le'Veon Bell's career been since he thought he was better than the system in Pittsburgh for him? Do you guys ever remember what happened to him? He went to the Jets or something, floated around, then he's out. Hey, nice job. And he sat out that year. He sat out collecting $14 million. Remember? Then he took less money with the Jets, lit his entire career on fire. How's that work since you left Pittsburgh? <laughs> how's that le- How's that been since you left Pittsburgh? Talk about a career disastrous move. Le'Veon Bell's the face of that. Right, he won a Super Bowl in Tampa with Brady because Brady carried his ass across the finish line. Owens would have obliterated every wide receiver record. Yeah, if he had a decent quarterback in Philly. I'll, I'll make this point to you. The only quarterback that he ever played that was worth a shit was in Philly. The rest of them were bums. Tony Romo? After after McNabb, who? Jeff Garcia? I love how people defend that guy. He sucked. <laughs> he sucked. Tim Rattay? Jim Drunkenmiller? People, people oh, you know what they want to do? They want to take shots at Terrell Owens because he didn't really win Super Bowls and shit like that, right? Look at the crummy quarterbacks he played with. They were all bums, every one of them, including the guy in Philly. Played with Steve Young two years. And he broke the all-time reception record with Young. He had 20 catches. I was there at Candlestick on Jerry Rice Day. On Jerry Rice Day, Terrell Owens had 20 catches. 20 catches. Terrell Owens is great. He's better than AJ. Again, not a rip at AJ. AJ's a heck of a ball player. Heck of a ball player. And he could have 1,500 yards, 13 touchdowns, and potentially 100 catches. They would have done something this year. It's a true testament to Jalen Hurts. And it's really a great testament to the quarterback and how he's gotten better two receivers thousand yards maybe 200 catch guys kudos Jalen absolutely absolutely you see Philadelphia's never really had great wideouts for whatever reason you've had great tight ends you've had great tight ends I mean Carmichael was kind of a flanker Quick was great. Um, Irvin Fryer was great. T.O. for two years, one and a half. The rest of them. D.J.X. was kind of a one-trick pony. The rest of them. Okay. T.O.'s a great football player. I'm just saying, by the numbers, 
A.J. Brown's having a T.O. year. Could be the greatest year in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles as a wide receiver. How about that? Kudos, dude. A.J. Brown may have the greatest year in the history of the Eagles as a wideout. Fantastic. Fantastic stuff. Okay? All right, here's our topic. What's a more important game this next two weeks? Saints or the Giant game? What's more important? Which one do you think is more important? The Saints game? I want you to put the injuries involved in this conversation too. Because we're going to get to the topic here. And I want to set this thing up right. The Saints game. You think the the Saints game? I think the Saints game too. I think the Saints game is the most important game because do you really want to put everybody on the field against the Giants at the end of the year? Wouldn't you like to get three weeks potentially of rest for some of your guys? I don't believe Lane Johnson's coming back. I think that's wishful thinking. Okay, but you might get Avante Maddox back. You might get Gardner Johnson back. That'll be essential into taking on some of these elite guys if you get to the NFC title game. Or if you happen happen to have to play Brady or Dak, I think you may have to play the Cowboys again in the postseason. Before you start saying you'll kill them because Jalen didn't play defense when Dak put a 40 spot on you. Okay? Dak put a 40 spot on Jonathan Gannon's defense like every other elite quarterback. That's why we started with that. Do you think the Eagles have to get home field advantage to make it to the Super Bowl? On 17, you guys had home field advantage. Do you think you guys have to have home field advantage to make it to a Super Bowl? Saints, Giants, you can't drop both those. If you drop both of those, you're a wild card. Well, depending on what Dallas does. Manster says yes. GT says yes. Wow. So this St. GT, yes. Jeffrey says no. Yeah, probably. We need that buy to get to the Super Bowl. That's right, Sean. Sean, I like your take. Pre-injury... I say no. But now that the team's been banged up a little, we need it. I think that's the take. Matthew, I like your attitude too. You're dead on. Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality. Saints, Nicole. And we need to buy. We only lost one away game. GT, I think you have to get home field advantage to make it to this. If you, here, if the Philadelphia Eagles, which I think they're going to win again. Hey, guys, you know I nitpick, but I don't think you're going to drop a game to the Saints. They've got players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And by the way, they're going to go after Driscoll. 
Driscoll's going to get the first shot at right tackle. And I think they're going to come after him. And by the way, I think they're going to go after, I think Alvin Kamara is going to have a big game on TJ Edwards. And that's going to be the game plan. I'll, I'll explain a little more here. This game's going to be close, though, with the Saints. You know why? Because of personnel mismatches. Last year, Hey, last year with a lesser team, the Eagles rolled that team for like 238 yards on the ground. Run the ball, dude. GT goes, I don't think we play well in cold weather. GT, well, you better hope that changes. You live in Philly. <laughs> you better hope that changes. Cold weather's coming. You're saying having to go to a place like Green Bay or such. Because if you're a wild card, you're going to have to go someplace potentially cold, right? Hey, well, Green Bay would be a wild card because Minnesota's wrapped the division up. So I think the games would I, – I think the only game that you would have to be on the road for would be San Francisco. If you had to go on the road, well, you'd be a, you'd, you'd be a wild card – You'd be a wild card. So your second team, you might have to play San Francisco if you turn into a wild card. I think you have to have it too. Jeffrey goes, Edwards, Eagles, leading tackler. Can't cover a tight end. Can't cover a tight end. Eagles have the second best defense. In the NFL, I think. Again, I went back and looked at all the quarterbacks that Gannon has coordinated against since he's been a coordinator. He's not very impressive. Jonathan Gannon against elite quarterbacks, I think, what was the average? 75% completion percentage? Dude, that's not an elite D coordinator. You know what's funny? All the shows on Jacob Sports talks about how great this defense is. But they don't really take into account who they're coordinating against. David Mills? Kenny Pickett? Jonathan Taylor? Cooper Rush? These are nobodies. Sometimes you can get idle stats. We always talk about Kirk Cousins with idle stats. I don't know, man. I mean, look. You're 12 sacks away. I am not going to undermine that achievement. Only the 85 Bears have more sacks. Dude, this is really, you're up in the area where you're talking like purple people eaters, doomsday, New York sack exchange, shit like that. Shit, the sack exchange had two guys with 20 sacks on it one year. But you got a collective group of dudes. I'm not going to dismiss that because it's been a great effort. The running back should have 45 carries a game the next two weeks. I love your thinking, Vernon. Why not? Why would I want to get Jalen Hurts banged up if he does play? The hate just sees through your poor. <laughs> I'm in a great mood today. What hate? Free N'Kobe Dean? Dude, if he was good enough to play, he'd be playing. Ron says the whole league is full of stiffs. Well, see, that's not the case, though, dude. Not when you're talking about these elite teams that play against elite guys. You play elite, you play stiffs every week when it comes to the quarterback position. 
Let's take a look at this. Joe Burrow, no. Buffalo Bills schedule. Let's just take let's just take Allen's schedule this year and who he's had to play at quarterback. Okay. So he's had to play this year. Early on, played Stafford in week two, week one, excuse me. Just coming off a Super Bowl. He played Tua in week three, who got off to an amazing start. Played Lamar Jackson right after that. Played Patrick Mahomes right after that and beat him. Played Aaron Rodgers after that and beat him. Dude, that's a great schedule. That's a great schedule. I mean, and now he's got to play Burrow on Monday night. You guys haven't played against quarterbacks like that. You haven't played against quarterbacks. Yeah, GT, and you lost to the Redskins. With Jalen back at practice today, would you play him? Craig. You know what I would do? I'd make it a game-time decision if I played him or not. What I would do is make the Saints have to game plan both. Okay? Now, look, we know that the guys at the NovaCare Center watch this, so they probably saw what I said yesterday. Mel Reese was doing his interview from Nick Sirianni's office. He was sitting right in front of him. And I'm very sure – and because. Merrill apologized for the reception in Nick's office. I'm very sure that, because I know they watched the show, they heard me say, why would you telegraph Lane Johnson's injury? Why would you telegraph some of these other guys' injuries? I think it's a brilliant move, actually, putting Jalen Hurts. It's gamesmanship, in my opinion. You're not going to run Jalen through any kind of um, strenuous drills. I think it's great. I think it helps Minshew. I think it's a, I think it's a great sportsmanship move. Even if he doesn't play, you don't know. Now you got a game plan against two guys. Okay? Shit, true. Are you kidding me? Allen is elite. Jalen is not. Sills, who has these elite quarterbacks played against elite running attacks and defenses? Running... Teams don't win Super Bowls. Elite quarterbacks win Super Bowls. Okay? They they win Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes. I wouldn't look at the Kansas City Chiefs and go, that's an elite defense. Hey, you see that elite D? I wouldn't say the Chiefs are elite. I think the Bills are pretty good. They get after folks. They get after folks. They're pretty good in the secondary, too. Pretty good in the secondary. Okay. What was Foles elite? An elite passer, yeah. Drew goes, was Foles elite? Everyone keeps forgetting. Foles was a pro bowler. 
that must have slipped your mind. Wasn't like he was some stiff. I've made the point to you before about Nick Foles. Nick Foles, the only place he's ever got good coaching was in Philly. He didn't get it in Jacksonville. He didn't get it in Chicago. He didn't get it um, in Indianapolis. Look at the train wreck places that Nick Foles has been. Nick Foles gets down to Jacksonville. He's got Doug Marone. He gets up to Matt Nagy up in Chicago. He's fired. I mean, he's 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 been around some of the shittiest coaches and the shittiest football franchises in NFL history over the last 10, 15, 20 years. There's a reason Josh Allen is playing the way he's playing. He's got the best coaching he's ever had in his life. And, you know, True Savage says the, the Bills aren't elite. Well, they're the number one seed in the AFC, just like you are. Personally, do you think the Eagles are elite? How many people think the Eagles are elite? I saw the elite quarterback carve you up. Well, whatever you call Dak. How many people think the Eagles are elite? You think that's an elite football team? 13 and 2? It's an elite record for sure. You think they're elite? Hertz play Hertz is Hertz is getting there. That football team, there's no question, man. The success that that team has had this year is clearly on that quarterback's back. Clearly, they don't look like the same football team. <laughs> you better win that Super Bowl with that 13 wins. By the way, 13 wins, 12 wins. Really? Shit, there's three teams in the AFC that got 12 wins. One more loss, then you can't hang that up. That's the best record. Then what do you got? A good record in the NFC. Okay. All right. Let's let's move on. I by the way, I do underline, I do think you beat the Saints. And 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 for the record, how to beat them? Guys, here, would you throw the ball if Jalen plays in that Saints game? Would you throw the ball? Would you throw the ball? Personally, I think the biggest problem that you have, and I heard the guys talking about the 17 team in the 2022, I think your coaching sucks compared to that 17 team. That's just my opinion. That's my opinion. I don't think they had a very good coordinated game against the Cowboys, and I think it's bled over from that Chicago game. I don't think the coaching staff has had two good games. Do you? You think those coaches have done a good job the last two weeks? Yes or no? You think you, you think Nick Sirianni's coaching staff has done a good job the last two weeks? I'm curious. You think they have? Yes or no? Manster, no. Manster, let me ask you why you think they haven't 
Eagles are not frauds. Eagles are not frauds. They're not frauds. That's not true. I think the offensive coordinator actually got the quarterback injured. You think he's doing an amazing job? I think he's, I do not believe that. Turnovers, okay. Here's here's why I think the coaching staff has failed the last two weeks. Okay. Why didn't you have 35 rushing attempts against the 28th rushing defense in Dallas? Why did, why did you throw the ball 37 times? You get a Pro Bowl running back. It's two weeks in a row they've gotten away from the run game. Why? Your team is based off a of power offense, which is running the ball. I think they've, I think they're losing their identity a little bit here. Could somebody do something for me here? How many carries in the last two weeks? I mean, well, shit, the Bears, Jalen had 15 carries. I think, what's his name? Miles Sanders had 11. I think there was like 25 carries. This last week, there were almost, what, 10? 14 carries? 20 carries? Maybe somewhere in there? I mean, why would you get away from that? And here's the problem that I have with how their strategy doesn't line up. The Bears are 31st against the run. The Cowboys are 27th. Why are you throwing the ball 37 times? And you got your quarterback killed. Dude, get back to doing what now. Now, here's the problem. Lane's not in there. Now you got to adjust. Okay? Now you got to adjust. Dude, I say this against the Saints. You're going to have to make this thing a four-quarter game because you know why? How about this? If Jalen Hurts plays, the coaches are going to actually have to coach him not to run. Hey, Jalen, if it's not there, run? No. Jalen, if it's not there, throw the ball away. Punt. Play defense. Get after Andy Dalton. I heard Barrett say it. By the way, he's coming out of four. I think this is going to be a four-quarter game. You're better than them. And if you do it right, you'll beat them by 10. Just like the Bills did to the Bears last week. If you do it right, over a 60-minute ball game, the better team will win, and the better team would have established their dominance. Big Sills, is it Lane or Stafford or uh, Stoutland? I think it's both. His exceptional talent and Jeff Stoutland's exceptional ability to coach these guys. Dude, when you, hey, know your history. When you say that about Lane and Jeff Stoutland, this is what you get. An exceptional talent with an exceptional coach. It usually results in gold jackets especially with somebody with that kind of ability. Easier to run block. It is. Most guys would would want what? You're second in the NFL in rushing. 
You shit. <laughs> you ran Sanders last week 21 times? Okay. Dude, Lane is the best player on our offense. Maybe our team. Between Lane and AJ? Probably. Probably. With, 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 with me favoring Lane? If you had to put grades on every position, who would be the best player at that position? It's probably Lane. Yeah. Because you could flip a coin, Trent Williams. Again, the only reason that I side with Trent, he's a left tackle. And that's why today Nick Sirianni made the distinction because he watches the show. Isn't it funny? I, I, I talked about Lane being a great right tackle. And what did Sirianni, hey, Xander, what did Sirianni do today? He came out at his press conference and said, he's not just the best right tackle. He's the best tackle, big cells. He forgot that little tag on. It's okay. I get it. It's okay. I get it. <laughs> He's a right tackle. Right? Well, well, the left tackles make the most money, and there's more, more pro football Hall of Famers that are left tackles. Orlando Pace is not a right tackle. <laughs> Jonathan Ogden's not a right tackle. These guys were left tackles. Okay, I mean, Anthony Munoz is a left tackle. Parker, the old Colt guy, is a left tackle. No right tackles. It's your lesser tackle. It's your run. It's actually your run blocking tackle. Kelsey, for sure, is a Hall of Famer. First ballot. He, he, He is the best center that I've seen in a long time going He's great. He's a great player. Sirianni's not commenting on the four turnovers. You know what, man? That happens in games. Here, here's what I, I hear people talking about the four turnovers that they had in that game against Dallas. And over the last couple of weeks here, dude, you guys have played 15 ball games. You had a turnover game. It happens. Now, if it becomes repetitive and we start seeing three, four weeks of turnovers, Okay, then we got a problem and there's a trend there. But right now for me, the Cowboy turnovers, how many times are you going to see Miles Sanders drop the ball? I know that he's been prone in the past, but come on, man. Hey, and by the way, this thing with, with uh, Queasy Watkins, dude, stop throwing him. Stop throwing him passes and targets in, in the zone. Stop doing that. The only thing that guy's good for is – to throw to AJ, to throw to Devontae, target those two guys, and when you have to go deep, chuck it down the field to him. That's what he does best. You want to save Queasy Watkins? Stop throwing the football to him. He's not going to battle for it. That guy is not tough. So what you do is to hide him. Hey, man, give him four targets a game, all plus 25 targets and throws down the field. You start throwing 10-yard ends and slants to him, he's going to get mugged. He's going to get mugged. He's not a physical guy. So how do, you, how do you combat that? Okay, put him in a position to win. Put him in a position to win. 
Get Goddard more involved in the offense again. Now that's going to be hard because your right tackle's gone. He's going to need help in the run game and in pass protection. Dallas Goddard's numbers are going to be affected here with Lane being out. You're going to put Jack Driscoll out there? Tell you what, man. You're going to see a lot of blitzes with Dennis Allen and the Saints. Again, I'm not suggesting to you in any way the Saints win this game. I'm I'm, I'm saying this. The Saints are going to put pressure on you. It's going to be like a Chicago game. They're going to do the same thing Chicago did. They're going to play physical football. Dude, Honey Badger can play. Honey Badger, he's a good football player. They got some players over there. Olave can play too. I mean, he's going to get 1,000 yards in his rookie season with Andy Dalton as the quarterback. They got some players. They could play. They just are not getting enough consistency out of the quarterback position to win ball games and meaningful games. Even though, that being said, they're still in the NFC South race. If we don't make the Super Bowl, we choked, period. GT, if you are fully healthy, and you got bounced, that's a choke. You lose lane, Jalen gets banged up again, okay? Your safety position has been decimated. You're playing musical chairs at your safety position. I don't know why people in Philly don't want to... Dude, you're playing musical... Well, let me move him here. Let me move this guy here. Let me put this guy here. Let me put that... It don't work like that. Eventually, that catches up with you. Tell you this, man. I'll give how... Hey... I goof on Howie Roseman a lot. I'll tell you something, Xander. This is the one place right here where Howie is earning his money. Because for you to be able to move guys around like this, and you have personnel like this all up and down the 53-man roster, he built this roster for this moment in the season. Howie Roseman and everything that he did in the offseason – It's coming down to these final three weeks. I mean, it's a banged up unit right now. Not devastatingly banged up, but pretty significant losses. Okay? I'm not making excuses. No, no, no. Dude, if you lose half your football team to injury and you don't win a Super Bowl, if you're at full full throttle, and you got everybody on the 53-man roster, and you lay an egg in the divisional round, that's a different conversation. I think the Eagles have, right? Hey, this is adversity. It's the first time all year the team has faced it. I think they're they're handling, again, like I said about the Dallas loss, I didn't lose any sleep over losing to Dallas. You went with a backup quarterback. Your safeties are not good. Dallas put a 40-burger on you. Okay? Happens. Okay? I think we're good enough in the backups. That's what I'm saying about Howie, GT. N91, all good, man. Eagles 9-21 since 2016 without Lane. And 51 and 29 with them. That's a trend that you have to look at. Okay? Hey, let me, 
is this kind of looking like 17 a little bit here? Last couple weeks of the regular season. Team's getting banged up. You're losing significant personnel here. A little bit, huh? Quarterback. Tackle. Right? Guys in the secondary a little bit here. Howie's done a hell of a job here, man. Hey, to be able to do, to be able to weather this, dude, I would say this to you. This is where the Eagles are the best in the NFL here. There's no team in the league that could withstand losing a tackle like that and get through a ball game and then maybe still win in the playoffs other than the Eagles. I think San Francisco's got a good roster too. That, that's why, remember I told you from the very beginning of the year, I think San Fran and Philadelphia, I think they have compatible rosters. You're pretty deep. John Lynch has done a hell of a job building that roster too. They're deep. And so are the Eagles deep. Look, look at Tampa Bay. They lose Lyman. Dude, there's a reason Brady has to get the ball out with three seconds. There's a reason. GT, if you run the ball, I think you're okay too. However, will the coaching staff still stick to the patient and have the patience to stick with that? Because if Jalen plays, dude, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Jalen Hurts with more than three carries. And those three carries better be slides. If I start seeing Jalen Hurts, this is the same shit I talk about with Josh Allen. The Bills protected him last week against the Bears because the Bears were physical with Jalen. They saw that. Dude, that was the first game I saw all year, big dudes hitting Jalen Hurts. Okay? First game all year, big dudes were hitting him. Vlad likes the Cowboys. Cowboys are not better than the Niners. They're not. And personally, the Cowboys, I think it was a shitty game plan at the Eagles' offensive coaches to run at them. They're terrible against the run. I could not believe we did not put more of a focus on that. But because of the previous week and the Bears stuff, stuff in the run, Gannon and uh, Shane Steichen came out throwing it around. What happens when you get... The football in the air. I told you this. Here's the difference between a Gardner Minshew offense and a Jalen Hurts offense. You ready? Dude, you may get 350 yards passing, but you're going to have two plays in the game that are high percentage turnovers, interceptions, and you're going to get five three and outs. What's the one thing Hurts doesn't get usually? Dude, I think the Philadelphia Eagles this year had to lead the league in less three and outs. They, when Jalen was playing and he wasn't hurt, dude, that Eagle team never had three and outs. 14-play drive, 12-play drive, 10-play drive, 9-play drive. Because he's able to run and break down the perimeter. When you take that facet away from that Eagle offense, it's a different-looking team. You give the opposing team series. All you need is two picks and four three and outs. You're in the game. You're in the game. I, Andrew, I think there's five teams. I don't think any team. There's five teams that can win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. 
Okay? Bengals, Eagles, Bills, Chiefs, and Niners. Those five teams. I think the rest of them, Chargers, Vikings, Cowboys. Why would I pick Cowboys? They haven't been relevant in 30 years. And every time they get into the postseason, it's the same. Sills, when are you bringing Jay on board? Oh, Joy on board. She's working her ass off now. She's filling in doing Colin stuff. Okay. No, Dallas? No, I don't, I don't trust the Cowboys. All right. I got to take a time out here. Defensive player of the year. I'm going to throw that at you. And also, guys, I want you to think of this for me for a second here. What are the areas of the football team that Howie Roseman has to address in the draft? I've got five candidates for him to draft from the college ranks. I saw a kid last night who I thought was sensational. Think about that. Hit the like button. Barrett Brooks is going to join me at 430 Eastern. Keep it right here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio. Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard. Five guys that I like in the upcoming draft for the Eagles. I'm going to get to that here in a minute. My defensive player of the year. Candidates for my vote. Also, Derek Carr's been benched. There's a $40 million deal that didn't work. Gee, really? So let's add this to the list. Carson Wentz. Kyler Murray, because he's dual threat. Hurt. Derek Carr benched. And you see what he did too? So Derek Carr, instead of being with his teammates, wants to step away from the team. You know what Jalen Hurts would do? He'd be right there supporting Tug of Viola, giving him all of his positive energy he possibly could be and help him and his team win a Super Bowl. That's Jalen Hurts. Versus Derek Carr. Step away from the team? Oh, I see. When shit's not going your way, you bail and pull the ripcord? F you. You need a what? A powder? Time away from the team? Hey, you suck too, dude. Man, you talk about a soft-ass mentality. Jalen Hurts sat there when he was embarrassed in front of the world when they yanked him out of that game. Sat there with Tug of Viola, and I'll never forget saying this about the kid, and I wasn't really following Jalen Hurts at the time. I go, that's quite a teammate. Great support. Helped him. Derek Carr goes like this. I'm going to step away from the team. I've been benched. You know the word I want to use. Jesus, criminy, man. Dude, you, you talk about Queasy Watkins being soft. That's a loser mentality. You're in this shit together. That's Russell Wilson's stupid shit. Office is off to the side. Russell Wilson has an office. His office should be his locker next to his teammates. That's why they hate him. Oh, I see. I got a locker. You got an office. Hey, dude, we're in this shit together. 
Everybody's got an oar, no matter how much money you make. We all got oars. What a loser mentality, man. I'm making $42 million. They bench me. And he don't like it, so he has to have time away from the team. Are you hurt? Someone die in your family? Or just your career dying? You know what that comes off as? He's not invested in his teammates. Come win or lose. Dude, you never judge a man when things are going great. You judge him when shit's not going great. You see his reactions. Jalen Hurts, the way he acted in Alabama. Dude, I can't think of a more embarrassing. You know what? It'd be the equivalent of them doing this. Right as I was getting ready to walk out, they would start someone else over me after I played all the games. I mean, I don't know how I'd react. I'll tell you what, I... When they used to take me out of games, I used to throw my helmet because I'm a poor sportsman. I, 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 Big Seals don't sit the bench. I don't like it. I don't like sitting. I know. And especially if you start taking me out for lesser dudes. Now, we had Russell, Maryland, and Cortez Kennedy behind me. Okay? But they were young dudes, man. I used to, I mean, I used to, used to kill me there. Sitting on the, taking the, still, we're trying to rest you here, man. We're up 38-7. I never wanted to come on. I didn't give a shit what the score was. Sills, I still love your show. Even if I'm invisible to you. Lucius, you're not invisible. Are you kidding me, man? You're one of my most loyal, um, Viewers, man, give me no, 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 man. Come on, Lucius, should know better than that. Don't go there. I see all of you, man. Some good, some bad. All I care is you're there. <laughs> Doesn't have. Hey, guys, remember this. My aunt gets upset with some of you. Me, on the other hand, I just care you're there. All right, let's do this. You want to let's before I get into the Eagles, what positions do we need to address here? Right now, I think the pick is 10. And if we're going to go with the Super Bowl win, let's just hypothetically go with the Super Bowl win. You'd have the 10th and the 32nd pick. Okay? The 10th and the 32nd pick. Okay? So we'll get to that here in a minute. Here's my defensive player of the year. And, guys, I got to tell you something here. Got to give Jonathan Gannon a lot of love, man. He figured it out. Okay? GT, thank you, man. Right? I mean, it's sports. Come on, guys. Number eight. I don't have nine and ten. I don't think there's good enough players to be nine and ten. I got eight players. I couldn't, I couldn't just put a list together of ten guys that I thought really played exceptional football this year. Now, you could probably put that guy, Sauce Gardner, in there at nine. I think he's played pretty well. Okay, I think he's played pretty well. I got Matthew Judon, Patriots, at number eight. He's fallen a little bit because that defense has come back. He's had a whale of a season, though. I can't believe the Ravens moved off his ass. I got Miles Garrett at seven. He's fallen a little bit because that defense has also fallen a little bit, but it's being asked to do a lot. 
You ready for this one? I got to do it. I got Hassan Reddick, number six. Hassan Reddick, 14 sacks. And moving up, maybe by the end of the... What if Reddick has three more sacks or two more sacks this weekend in New Orleans? Okay, now we're talking about 16 sacks. He potentially could have a 17-sack season. I don't know. Now you're starting to get into top three when you're starting to talk like that. Okay? So I got Reddick at six, edge rusher. Max Crosby, Raiders. I think he's falling. Reddick's had a better year. He's at five. I think Chris Jones, the defensive tackle for the Chiefs, has played wonderful football this year. Wonderful football. I got him at four. I got him at three, excuse me, at three. I got Micah Parsons, and I get this. Has Micah Parsons had a better year than Hassan Reddick? And here's why I'm comparing those two. Guys, here's why I'm don't the don't the Cowboys play almost the same exact schedule that the Eagles play? Reddick's outplayed them. Okay. Do you think do you think you think Michael Parsons has outplayed Hassan Reddick this year? I mean, I'm starting to go no. I'm I'm not I, I, I don't believe Michael Parsons is who this guy is. I don't believe who the media the media is the media is painting a different picture. When I watch him play, sometimes I don't see him in ball games, man. When I watch Hassan Reddick play now lately, hey, would we not agree since they got the two interior linemen? Joseph and Sue, he's been more of a force. Once they've stopped that run, he's getting after the passer. He he's in the backfield a lot. I mean, some of those, some of those plays and some of those uh, hurries are a direct result to him. I think Reddick has been more consistent than than Michael Parsons this year. But you know, you you and I even feel shitty putting him at two. But I got Bose at one. I think he's won this thing. He has been a terror. I think 17 and a half sacks, some shit like that. He's number two in TFLs, tackles for losses. He's had a great year. Don't forget Baird Brooks at the bottom of the hour. I think he's had a great year. But, I mean, every game, right? Am I right when I say this? Every game that I've seen Parsons play against the Eagles, I don't know. And when they put the lesser guy in, Jack Driscoll's when I kind of see him. But did you, did you, hey, this last game, did, even though the Eagles put up 34 points on that defense, 34 points on a so-called Micah Parsons defense, you're not doing that shit to Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor. You think you're putting 34 points up on a Reggie White gangrene defense or the 86 New York Giants? Do you really think you're doing that? You think you're putting 40 points on the New York Giants with Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks and them dudes? You think you're putting 40 points on Seth Joyner and them guys? 
man, I don't, I don't see it. Those teams were offended when you scored 20 or more. No way. You call yourself the best defensive player. That's always why I had an ass with Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald played on more defenses that gave up five yards of carry. And Xander and I have gone back and forth on this. Dude, he's a heck of a pass rusher. But he can't play the run. He cannot play the run. He's never played on a top 10 run defense. So what I'm saying by that is it's a different era. I get it. But he's not a complete – he's not Warren Sapp. I'll take Sapp over that guy any day because Sapp played the run. Sapp was on a number one defense, that Bucks defense, the 0-2 Bucks. That Bucks defense, I mean, I get it. You had Rondé Barber and John Lynch and Derek Brooks and Sapp, and you had the defensive end from Illinois. You had Chidi Ahanatu on that defense. You had a bunch of really good ball players on that defense. Simeon Rice, I'm talking. Right? So I think Bose has really had it. A great year. All right. What positions do you believe the Eagles have to address in this upcoming April draft? Wow. January, February, March. Is that right? January, February, March. We're four months away from the NFL draft. Is that right? January, February, March, April. We're four months from the draft. Dude, the NFL doesn't take any breaks. Season goes like this. February is the Super Bowl. Two months later, you get the draft. That is insane. I'd rather have Jerome Brown over Aaron Donald. Hey, I'm biased, man. Corner linebackers. They're not drafting linebackers in the first round. They'll get him in the latter rounds because how we want to go cheap. You're not going to pay TJ Edwards what he wants. I think he's a good run stopper, but I don't know about he's, – he's not an every-down guy. I mean, you, you have to get Nicobe Dean up to speed. Why? So you think they need to draft a linebacker? I thought Nicobe Dean was going to cover it. Bob, I like your selections up there, Bob. Here's who I like. Did you guys watch Texas Tech last night? This Tyree, this Tyree kid last night, that Tyree Wilson, 6'6", 275, edge rusher. Man, that's the most athletic defensive pass rusher that's going into the draft. He is a prototypical effort and athletic guy that I think Howie likes. He's 6'6", 275, and he runs a 4'5". He was enforced last Hey, and I've gone back. I watched him last night, and this morning I put on some film of him. Holy shit, can this guy play? This guy is a great-looking ball player. Joseph goes, I want Will Anderson. Hey, I want a Ferrari, too. <laughs> I think Josh Sweat's had a great year. I think he's had a great year. But you cannot have enough edge rushers. In today's NFL. And to me, I'm going edge rushers and cornerback. To me, those are your money downs. And those are your money players. Here's your money, here's your money positions. Corner, edge rusher, left tackle, 
quarterback, wide receiver, maybe tight end. The rest of them are dudes. That's why when the Eagles have, see, the Eagles have $30 million wrapped up in two tackles. That shit's gone, man. Nobody puts $30 million in two defensive tackles. See, those are kind of old contracts. You'll never see the Philadelphia Eagles put $30 million ever again in two defensive tackles. That will not happen. Nobody in the league does that. They put them all on the edge and at the cornerback position. Nobody. So the Eagles are coming out of an old era five years ago, right? Six years ago. That's old era shit. But you got 14-4 in Cox and 12-9 in Hardgrave. Dude, you got too much money lined up in your DTs. Too much money's lined up there. And Josh Sweat has proven to me he can play. I'd like to put another guy on the other end. And I'd like to rush Raddick like, like they do in Dallas from the linebacker position. So you imagine if you had a guy, and this is what Dallas kind of has, with, with Demarcus Lawrence and with Michael Parsons. If you had another guy to that dimension coming off the corner, so you had two edge rushers and you had Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick would benefit incredibly from having two big edge rushers. Josh Sweat is playing really good ball. He's playing really good football. Jared Verse, edge rusher, Florida State. Get a chance to watch him if you're watching the bowl game now. 6'4", 256. He's like the kid Burns down in Carolina. He's another Florida State guy. Florida State does a wonderful job of putting edge rushers in the NFL. He's another one of those guys that look like a hybrid. 6'4", 256, can run, high-energy guy. He's a good-looking football player, too. Again, FSU, man, the kid Burns, I see why people wanted to throw two ones at him. And I'm talking Carolina because he's a good-looking – Rams wanted to throw two, but they were too far in the future – Carolina needs to build a football team now for the new coach. I saw this kid play. I can't remember what game it was. Illinois was playing maybe Michigan. And this Devon Witherspoon kid, cornerback, six foot 180. Man, what a hitter. See, to me, I think they need a little attitude back there. I was telling Barrett, you know, and I was talking to the uh, sports take guys, the difference between the 17 team and the 2022 team, I think the 17 team, I played, I think they played like junkyard dogs, man. I think teams were more, hey, would we agree? Teams were more afraid of the 2017 team than they are this team. I think that's because of the coaching. And I think it's the style of coaching. Not because these guys aren't tough to coaches. I'm saying just the style of coaching. Jonathan Gann is not an aggressive guy. They're, he's not an aggressive guy. And, and, and all, in all truth, Sirianni and Steichen rather throw the ball than run it. There's just an attitude. So if you put the kid Witherspoon back there and you got guys, dude, there's nothing like having a tone setter back there. Hey, tell me this. Was Brian Dawkins a tone setter back there in the secondary? Was Wes Hopkins a tone setter? Was Andre Waters a tone setter? Dude, was Cam, Cam was Cam Chancellor on the Legion of Boom? Was he not a 
a, a tone setter. Dude, those guys, th- those guys set the tone, man, for their defense. One knockout is all you need, and it sets the tone. You play against aggressive defenses like that. I'll tell you this, man. My favorite football player in the NFL is Derwin James. That guy can freaking play. And he is a hitter. He doesn't give a shit about his body. He don't care where. He don't care about the rules. Man, that's the kind of guy. Hey, I'll tell you this. Every time Derwin James gets a 15-yard penalty or gets ejected, I'm paying for it. I'm paying for it. I don't care. I love Derwin James. What a great, and by the way, lame-ass NFL rules, those wide receivers duck their heads. Quarterbacks are so shitty today, they put their guys in harm's way. It's almost impossible to hit anybody. They don't do anything to protect the defensive. It's all about the wormy wideouts. Hey, man. Defenseless wideout. Hit that guy. Knock that guy out. Hit that guy. Like, and this kid is like that. I like this kid, Joey Porter Jr. And I gotta tell you guys, can I can I give you a little insight? Do you know who who's does anybody here know who the defensive coordinator of Penn State is? Do you guys know who the D coordinator of Penn State is? I had a great conversation last night with him. I've known him for about 25 years. Do you guys know who he is? He used to come watch me play when he was a young kid. There you go, Philly. It's Manny Diaz. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. University of Miami. And I said, what about this kid? He goes, Sills, he's got a nose for the ball and he runs to it. He's a killer. He's well-schooled by his pop. He is a football player. And I was like this, that's great to hear. I I see the internet's kind of like fading in and out here a little bit here. Appreciate you guys' patience. Thank you so much. I had a conversation with Manny. I said, Manny, what do you think he has to work on? He goes, I'd like to see him a little bigger. He's about 190. Fast as as lightning. Okay? The kid can play. A guy like him, plus he's got roots in the area. Plus his own man's a former Steeler. And from what I understand, Joey Porter Jr. is an Eagle fan. Okay? You know what? Hey, I'm awake. Are you? I think safety too. I don't really think he's a corner. I think he's more like a safety because if you watch any of the Penn State games, he he kind of plays like a Wolverine or 
he's kind of like, you know, in between a safety and in between a linebacker. He's he's kind of like that. I, I, I agree with you. Put his ass back there in a the safety position, and I think he'd be warranted the 32nd pick. Here, this kid Wilson, edge rusher, if you can't get Will Anderson, you might want to trade down. I've talked to that before. If your guy's not there, you might want to trade back to get more first-round picks. That That is a possibility as well. But the two edge rushers, that the kid from Texas Tech and the kid from Florida State, are worthy of a 10th pick. They're worthy of that 10th pick. Now, again, if that pick moves back up, you beat the Saints this weekend, it gets up closer to 7-5, and five, there'll be different players in that conversation. Be different conversations. I also like the kid from Georgia at the safety position. Buddy's a corner at Georgia. His name is Kaylee Ringo, 6'2", 210. He's another one of those guys. You're not going to go wrong with Southeastern Conference players. You're just not going to go wrong with them. By the way, Barrett Brooks is going to join us hopefully in a couple minutes too. So, look, I got edge rusher, cornerback. Joey Porter is listed as a corner. The only reason they list him as a corner is because corners get paid more than safeties. So if he goes into the NFL, I don't think he's going to go into the NFL as a corner. I think he goes into the NFL as a safety. And the Eagles need a safety. Okay? They need to address the safety position. Because right now you've got musical chairs in the room. You know, you got musical chairs. And your you're, only reason that that's working Right now, it's because Howie has done a really good job at building the roster up. 53-man, I, I think he's really done a great job. So Tyree Wilson, edge rusher, Texas Tech. Jared Verse, edge rusher, Florida State. Keely Ringo, corner, Georgia. Devon Witherspoon, cornerback, Illinois. Fabulous, Paul. He's one of my favorites. Joey Porter, cornerback slash safety, 6'2", 194. Love to see him bigger again. Like I said, I think he could get bigger too at the safety position. Those would, those would be the kind of guys. And, and, and I, I thought about offensive tackle because you're going to lose Andre Dillard. Andre Dillard is going to go into the draft or he's going to go into free agency and he's going to get big money. Here's the problem that I have with Dillard, though. If I was an opposing organization, why isn't Andre Dillard the first choice to replace Lane? What, what What's happened there? Is the fact that he's not flexible enough to move from the left tackle position and play the right tackle... Dude, when you're a backup and you're a first-round pick, there's got to be a little bit of a, a mistrust with Howie Roseman, Jeff Stoutland, Sirianni, and everybody in that organization. Ryan says injuries. He was hurt at the beginning of the year. You know what, though, man? Dillard struggles at right tackle. So then... 
the problem has to come down to this. He's probably never really lived up to the expectations that they had on the kid. Dillard can't play right tackle. Dillard is soft. I think it's got to do with the unwillingness to be flexible. Dude, if somebody says, hey, can he play left guard? Man, they shouldn't have to ask you that. Jeff Stoutland should come to Andre Dillard and go like this. Hey, you're going to start at guard. Okay. Instead of doing this, hey, do you want to play left hat? Dude, nobody does that. Not in, not in this. You don't want to have to negotiate with one of your better football players to have to play a position of need right now. I got to negotiate with you? Hey, man, do you think you could play left tackle for us? Uh, yeah, um, no, not really, you know. I mean, can you play right tackle, I mean? No, you know, I'm more of a left tackle. I heard they had to twist his arm to play guard. I'm just saying, man, it just doesn't, it sounds like a shitty mentality that he has. And maybe in the offseason, the best thing is for those two to part ways, the Eagles and Andre Dillard. Dude, I want a guy, if you ask that guy to play, or excuse me, I want to have a player that I'm going to tell you what position you're playing because we need you to win. It's not a winning mentality. That's a business decision kind of bullshit. Dude, this is critical mass time now. This is all hands on deck. When Lane goes down, you should have your hand. When, when, when Jeff Stoutland goes, who wants to play right tackle? Everybody in the building should put their freaking hand up. Not have to negotiate it. I don't want to negotiate with somebody. And you're a first pick? You're a first rounder? Bro, that's a flop in my opinion. When I got to sit around there and kiss your ass to play. I bet you Stoutland hates the kid. Or maybe not hate the kid. I bet you don't trust him. So you trust Jack Driscoll more, who's a little less of a talent. But you're going to trust him because you know why he'll do whatever it takes to win. I don't know, man. Give me Jack Driscoll all night. I'll take him. And I hope I win with him. Dude, I'm not saying you can't. You can't get to Andre. And I'm not. I, I'm, and, and again, I'm speculating here. I'm speculating. But it just seems every single time that this guy is needed in a position, and, and, and it dawned on me, so wait a minute. They have an area of need right now. And that's a right tackle. You drafted a guy in the first round. How come he's not the first? He's not the first guy up? Jack Driscoll is? What's the issue? Dude. This guy wants things his way. Well, Jalen, I bet you did too when he was at Alabama, wanted things his way. Well, that sometimes doesn't always come through like that. We're waiting on our friend um, Barrett Brooks. Hopefully we can catch up with him. The artist says, I would use this game as a rep, an eval game for those positions where we're thin. Artists, you got to win this game. The Saints game is, is it, it, it's essential you win this game. Because if you don't win the game, then you got to bring everyone back against the Giants. Okay? You got to bring everyone back against the Giants. 
And I don't know, man. I think this is the biggest game of the year because there's the most writing on it. You got you got a you got an issue with your quarterback, and everyone's like this. Well, Jalen's back. That doesn't mean he's back fully healthy. He's back. Yeah, Saints are going to come for him. The Saints are going to come for him. GT, you shouldn't wish you played tonight. You know why? Jalen wouldn't be able to go. Jalen wouldn't be able to go if the game was tonight. Okay, this, hey man, this is all hands on deck right now, in my opinion. This is all hands on deck. You've got to win this Saints game. This thing is going to be a very close ball game. And the only reason it's close because of the personnel issues that Philadelphia has right now. Fully, fully healthy? Dude, last year you were a lesser of a team than you are now, and you crushed them. The Saints were number one in run defense last year. You went for 248 against them. I mean, come on now, right? I'd put almost that same philosophy against that Saints team. Because you don't the Saints don't have a quarterback that can beat you, I don't think. That's not Dak Prescott. Johnny says, Sills, it's going to be a dogfight. Saints have a lot of lot to play for. They still are in the NFC South. Sills, is it over for us? Absolutely not, man. Over? It's the beginning. You got to weather this. This is kind of, hey, hurts to win 21. You got to weather. This is the first time in the season you've had to weather issues. Hey, man, it's all good. You got a lot of talent. You're deep. Your quarterback has not been lost for the year like it was in 17. You had four fumbles against the Cowboys. Understand this about the Cowboy win. The Cowboys had to play a perfect game to beat you. You were far from perfect, and you lost by six. The Cowboys played the perfect game against a backup quarterback and beat you by six. I don't know. I'm not fretting Dallas. Team in the Bay Area, I am. I mean, four turnovers. <laughs> it happens. That's why, I mean, when I, when I see something like that and there's four turnovers in one game and you haven't been turning the ball over all year, I never go crazy on shit like that. It's not a trend. Those four turnovers... It's just not a trend. I wouldn't shit the bet on that stuff. Dude, if you're turning the ball over 10 games in a row, twice a game, then you got a problem. The Cowboys had to play like Barrett says. I'm going to bring him on here in a minute. Barrett said this exactly. Hey, man, they had to play the perfect game to beat you. And you lost by six. And you turned the ball over four times. Dude, the Dallas Cowboys, I come out of that game going, I don't have any different opinion of the Eagles at all. I don't. Now I do because of personnel issues. Let's bring in Barrett Brooks. Barrett, am I right when I say that? I mean, I don't know, man. I mean, I came away from that Cowboy loss doing this. Well, backup quarterback, you turned the ball over four times. I mean, you know, I didn't have any lesser opinion of the Eagles at all. You're not supposed to be close, though. You're not supposed to win 48 hours after that, though, Barrett, with the loss of the lane and all that, I kind of did. But give me your sense. And by the way, hopefully you had a great holiday, brother. You too, man. You too, man. You and you and the family also. 
the reason why I'm late, I, you know, I'm using that late. The reason why I am late is uh, there's news that uh, Jalen Hurts practiced. He practiced today, took the ones reps. So, you know, I, I had to, you know, did a little hit with that, man. But that, that changes things immensely on how they approach this game. Uh, I'm still kind of up in the air about what they're going to do with the offensive line. Um, if it was me and my, you know, quarterback was going to play, my starting quarterback was going to play, I think I would move Jordan Mailata over and then play Dillard. At this point, you know, they haven't had anywhere to play hush-hush about it. I think they still have a lot of confidence in, in you know, Driscoll. But I, I wouldn't chance it. And, you know, with Jalen Hurts, if he's practicing, that means he's going to play. You know what I mean? Because you, you're not going to be able to hold him back. But you're right. I mean, looking at this Dallas team, I thought that Dak Prescott played the perfect game. After he threw that interception, he was 19 for 19. Oh. So, you know, he beat, he, he played the best game of his life in all actuality. You know, he converted a, a, a third and 30. I mean, that's, you know, that's, the, that's the farthest, that's his farthest throwing ball in, in, his, in his entire career. That's the farthest he's ever thrown it in his entire career, in a game. So he played the perfect game and only won by six points. I didn't, you know, it, you know it, I was still pissed off, but it didn't, it didn't put me in a sense that, all right, um, they're the better team. Uh, to me, it's, the Eagles are still the best team in the NFL. But the lane situation, I think, you know, Coach Stoutland, offensive line coach, is a great coach, and he'll have those guys ready. But I think they'll go ahead and beat this, this Saints team and, 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 and you know, get two, two weeks' worth of rest for their starters. Barrett, you obviously 12-plus years, but change my philosophy and thinking why I disagree with why you would want to move Malata here. And, and follow me and tell me if my thinking is flawed. If I get a right-handed quarterback and my right tackle's out, at least I get the sense of knowing where pressure's coming from and I get to see it. If I take my other tackle, who's my second-best tackle, and put him in the front, and then I put my lesser guys on my blind side with an injured quarterback, I, 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 I mean, to me, Jalen's blind side is the more important side to protect right now because – he can get away. He can get out the back door, the front door, the side door if there's pressure. Plus, you can leave Goddard in and to help him when it comes to pass protection or even Miles Sanders. He's really been great this year on pass protection. Tell me why I'm flawed when I say that. This is why, because Dillard is a starting left tackle in the league. Dillard is definitely a starting left tackle. Driscoll is not a starting tackle in the NFL. He's a great backup tackle. So when I say I'm gonna move Dillard in, Dillard will play left tackle. He's been very, he's been more to serviceable, but he's started, he's played very well on a high level. Driscoll hasn't played at that level. He can't get to that level. Reason I say move Jordan Malata over, Malata's played the right tackle position, start the right tackle position for a number of years. You know, he was in and he was that swing tackle for him. So it wouldn't be hard for him to make that transition and be a left, I mean, to be a, a right tackle um, going forward. So he's had that, he's had that before. He's, he started there before. And there'd be a comfortability with him being there. He would be very comfortable with being um, starting a right tackle. So I would want my best five out there when I have okay. uh, my starting quarterback there. Yes, you see, you know, you see what's going on in front of you when you have, um, when you have Jack Driscoll there. You can see him coming. 
but I don't want that to come. I know that I can put Jordan Mile out there and lock it down and wouldn't nobody come. I know on the left side, he's, you know, Dillard will be fine there and you won't have to worry about him messing up in the backside. He's, he's become a good starting left tackle. So I would have my best five on the field as opposed to being four and a half or four and a possible with Driscoll. That's what, that's my manner, my way of thinking about it. Has the thinking changed when it comes to tackle positions from the time that I played and then when you played? See, oh, to yeah. me, the better tackle is the left tackle because the highest paid tackles are the left tackle, yep. the right tackle. What? Why over the years hasn't Lane ever been moved to left tackle? Because that's your – I mean, the guy in San Francisco, Barrett, he makes $27 million a year. I'm not saying that right. Lane, Lane makes like 18. We're not talking about yep. a guy on poverty over here. But the highest paid guys are the left tackle position. Why didn't the Eagles move their best tackle to the premium tackle position? Or is that talk and thought philosophy no longer where it used to be? I think that when I when I when I was thinking the same thing, when Jordan Malata's in the process of becoming the starting left tackle, I thought it'd been much easier moving Lane to the right side and putting them there. But Coach Stoutland saw something in Jordan Malata that, you know, that you really shocked me. He said that this guy will be a great left tackle in the league. And I was talking to him like, are you serious? I mean, because he hasn't done it right now. He said, B, trust me, trust me. His size, speed, athleticism, once he gets that mean streak in him, he's going to be okay. Well, I finally saw that mean streak in him the first time I saw him play in Dallas against DeMarcus Lawrence. From that point on, when DeMarcus Lawrence rubbed him the wrong way, he's been a whole different tackle ever since then. So, he was comfortable being over there and they didn't have to change him over because they have a great athlete still at that left tackle position over there with Jordan Malata. It hasn't changed. The left tackle is still the premium position, but these days I think it's different on the defensive side of the ball. The, the Now it doesn't matter what side they're coming from these days. They, they, they just believe that they can pass rush from just like if you look here in Philadelphia, they put their best pass rusher over the right tackle. Who's Hassan Reddick. Usually I would say put him on the backside against yeah. the, you know, you know, the balance side of a quarterback. Well, they put him on the front side over the right tackle, which is, you know, kind of crazy to me because I know when I played Derek Thomas, Mr. White, uh, Pat Swilling, um, Leslie O'Neill, Chris Dolman. I mean, should I go on about yeah. the, the passers that came off the, uh, going against the left tackle? So it was a lot different back then. They put their – best rushers that's exactly that's why you know you had Lawrence Taylor coming from the left side because that's the blind side of the quarterback and you know you can make them you know you can make it like one thing for us like I played against Charles Haley and Charles Haley wouldn't he be close to the quarterback but at the end of the play he would come up and tap Rodney Pete or or tap uh, you know whoever my quarterback is you know whether it's you know um, whoever it was, he tapped him on the shoulder. Like, oh, yeah, I was almost there. He wasn't even almost there, but he would tap him and say that because he can get in her mind and get in the mindset, hey, I'm almost there, so I'm speeding up your clock. And it wasn't until Rodney Pete told me, hey, man, you got to stop him from doing that because I'm thinking he was there. He did the same thing against, you know, Randall Cunningham. I was like, why is he doing it against Randall Cunningham? Because he wants to speed up their clock. Well, mm. it's not It's different these days. They just, you know, they don't do things like that, but they can rush the passer. Not as good as back in the day, but they're pretty good. But, you know, they just – they don't specialize in just going one side or the other side. They they rush from both sides, and which is a lot different from what I played. couple last questions here for you. 
you guys were talking about the 17 team and the 2022 team. Yes, I think there's better talent on this team defensively. But, but Barrett, I thought that there were more dogs on that team, and I thought there was more anger, and they played with an anger than on this team. It's probably coaching because the coaching, in my opinion, was better on a 17 team because just look what Doug's doing with Trevor Lawrence and the Jags now. They're in first place in their division. He's a great coach. I mean, I'm, when I look at that, though, and I, and I see it, and I see Jonathan Gannon, I, I know, and, you know, and I know you, you like what he's doing, Still, every time he plays against premium quarterbacks, Dak was 77%. Last year, every time he played against the premium quarterbacks, Barrett, and he coordinated the premium quarterbacks, Derek Carr, who just got sat down, had a 90% completion percentage. Do you think this defense can really, and the coordinator, defend against those elite quarterbacks? Because every time they get into a game against those guys, Jonathan Gannon, turns those guys into the Hall of Famers that they are, even Dak. I mean, they really – I mean, Tyler Heineke, David Mills. Go down the list of some of the guys they played. But when you play these elite guys, 77%, 80%, 75% completion percentage. All those guys, man. I mean, am I looking really – and Bear, check this out. They're they're 12 sacks away from the 85 Bears. Right. This team, I mean, so – Help me out here. You know, dissect this for me. Are they who they are? I think they are who they are. You can only play against you who you play against. But we – it just so happens that the NFC, they've only played against one elite quarterback. And I, I would say that's when they played, they played against Rodgers. Other than that, I don't think Dak – I don't think Dak was at that time playing as a top-ten quarterback. He played like a top-ten quarterback when he played against us. But, you know, I think Rogers is the only guy that they really got after that, you know, really made a difference. I, we'll see. We'll see because you're definitely going to have to play against some 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 higher-level quarterbacks, you know. Might even be in the playoffs when you might have to go against Brady again, you know, or play against Dak again. This is where Gannon, you know, this is where he's going to make his hay. This is where he's going to make his money, man. You know, this could determine whether he's going to be uh, a head coach or stay a coordinator. Um during this process, man. But you're right, man. He's He's got to go against the best to be the best. And at this point, he's pretty good. He's very good at playing against inferior quarterbacks. I want to see it too. You know, I, I, I'm i aiming to see where he is in his progression in calling plays. Like, I thought he still did call a good defense against um, Dallas. It's just, you know, I think Dak played above and beyond what he did all year. You know, him scrambling. He never scrambles. But he scrambled in this game, picked up some crucial first downs. That's something he had to adjust to. And they adjust to it in the second half. But, you know, you're right. I mean, I, I got to see, man. You know, this is where you make your money, man, during this time period, during the playoffs. This is where you strap it on, you play big boy football, man. So, you know, you may be right, man. We'll, we'll have to see about that. Final question for you. If you had to pick a wide receiver to win one ball game, Terrell Owens or A.J. Brown? And I want to give you the numbers of 0-4. T.O., 127 targets, A.J. Brown, 126 receptions, T.O., 77, A.J., 80 yards, 1,200 for T.O., A.J., 1,304, T.D.s, T.O., 14, A.J., 10 yards per catch. This shows you just that this is crazy per game. I mean, 85-7 for Terrell Owens, 86-9 for A.J. Brown. Um, Pretty much down the line here, 
Who would you take to win one ball game if you had to put a guy out there? And and by the way, Brown has a shot to be the first wide receiver in the history of the Eagles to get a hundred catches in a year. And the other Isn't kids, that not that, it, it's it's a testament to Jalen. It, it really is a testament. These are all career numbers, by the way, for AJ. But if you had to pick one of these guys to win a ball game, who would you take? Uh, I mean, I, I have to go with To right now, man. I mean, he, you know, just his 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 final work, you know, is is it won him a gold jacket. You know, he he's a Hall of Famer. He was he was that good. He was a difference maker. He was an unstoppable force against whoever he played against. So, I mean, I got to go with To right now. And, you know, you look at over a longer period of time, he had established those numbers over a longer period of time. So it's not like, you know, it's just a small sample size. It's an entire career sample size that you're dealing with with those numbers. So, I mean, I would, I would have to say I would have, I would have to go with, 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 with T.O. at this moment. Terrell is, is a freak of nature. He's big, fast, strong, a dog. You know I mean? He, he was that dude, man. So I'd have to go with him. Now, A.J. is, you know, he's, if I'd had to pick a receiver this year, even with the, you know, the, the chases and all those guys right now, you'd have to put him up there with the top receivers in the league right now. You'd have to put him up there. Barrett, you, that, that video up. you sent me at the beginning of the year, and you went like this, Sills, watch jump balls, man. That guy's going to be killing it on jump balls. And you were dead on with that there too. So, I mean, when we were talking about Barrett had sent me like a video on the kid there, and he was just Barrett. When you sent me that video of of uh, of uh, AJ, you said Sills, watch him on jump footballs, man. That kid's gonna be a force, and he is, man. He is a force on them jump footballs. He he's he's taking his game to another level here too. You could tell that he'd had some bad arms that were throwing to throwing at him, man. Because yeah. you know, Jalen has opened him up as a top end receiver you know we knew about him playing we knew about his ability his run after the catch but now we see him at an all-time level as being a guy that can go up there and just debo dbs all day man they're scared of him now they're scared of him now because he's that much of an influencer uh you know in that secondary man which is open up this offense you know you pick your poison now and with Jalen coming back this won't even be a game man this won't even be a game against the saints i don't even believe it'll be a game man so they're gonna wrap it up now and then you know, rest everybody after that. Okay, one of the last most important ones: a Roy, a Roy Rogers, or three White Castles. Oh man, you got to go with the three White Castles. Man. By the way, dude, I love the gear you got, man. I mean, dude, that shirt is. <laughs> I, I went on. Hey, I went online. The only reason I didn't order it is because you said you haven't gotten yours yet. So I want to see how long it takes for you to get it before I order it. I was like this, shit, man. I don't know what D Gun's talking about, man. He don't know style. <laughs> but I, I, I had to call him today, man. They said it'll be out soon, man. I'm like, come on, man. I've been waiting a month, man. You know, so <laughs> I can't wait, man. <laughs> hey, Barrett, thank you so much, man. God bless you, man. Appreciate I love you, you so much, man. Thank right, you again, you, my friend. Appreciate you, man. You got it, Barrett Brooks. There, giving us some good insight there about Jalen Hurts too, man. About him playing. Woo wee. Look, Barrett is such an offensive lineman. You know why? Do you hear him talking about Jalen? Like he was protecting him. Next time you watch Sports Take, and I recommend it, listen out Jalen and how Barrett talks about Jalen. 
Like he's his quarterback. Any guy I've ever worked with that played in the O-line that covers a quarterback in that respected city has the mentality, man, this guy's great. Man, this guy's just getting better. Man, if Jalen plays, it's over. It's because these guys are so vested in the guys that they protect. Okay? I mean, it's it's I love it. Okay? You've got to hey, when you're aching and you're out there and you've got a torn stomach muscle and you're going to try to make it through. Look, look at Lane. So Lane didn't get better from the Chicago game. Lane actually got hurt in the Chicago game. So he gets hurt in the Chicago game, right? He gets hurt in the Chicago game, and he tries to gut it out because he wants to protect Jalen Hurts. Every time Jalen Hurts gets hit, who's the first guy over there? Jordan Mulata. Jordan Mulata. Mr. Brooks knows the game. I, I, I was interested. See, to me, I still I still would not move Malata to the right tackle position. I've got to protect Jalen Hurts' blind side. I, I, I kind of still – but he's right because the hybrid age, age, I saw some of you say that, and you're right. They do blitz from numerous angles now, and you guys are right. You're right. You're not wrong. You know, you see guys lining up over the right tackles now. Like before in our era, you never saw that shit. So I agree with you. All right. Week 17 of the NFL. We are going to reset. Bunch of stuff still to hit on in the NFL. Eagles and Saints. How does this change now with Jalen Hurts starting? Barrett thinks he's going to start against New Orleans. I want to hit on that. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds! Woo! 
number one Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not least, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio Destination Downingtown Big Finish Sales Event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. National Football Show. Appreciate you coming aboard here. Most receptions in a year by an eagle wide receiver. By the way, please hit the like button. Look at this here, man. Devontae Smith, 79 catches. He's 21 away from 100. AJ, 80. He's 20 away. Deshaun Jackson, 82. Jeremy Macklin, 85. Fryer, 86. Fryer, 88. The most receptions you've ever had by a wide receiver in the history of your franchise is 88. Like I said, it's not been a collection. Like, watch this. Irvin Fryer was a great player. He was. Wasn't a Hall of Famer. Um, Jeremy Macklin was a very good ball player. Deshaun Jackson was an exceptional ball player, but he was limited. And A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Is it fair to say that this is the best collection in the history of the Philadelphia Eagle franchise at wide receiver ever? 
Is this the greatest group of wideouts the team's ever had? Dude, you got two dudes? Well, let's see here. Jackson and Macklin had 82 and 85 and 13 and 14. So Deshaun Jackson and Jeremy Macklin in two years, 85 and 82, or 85 catches and 82 catches. Yeah, but that's not one year. You got two dudes in 2022 with potentially over 80 catches. You're going to have two guys over 80 catches. You've never had that in the history of your franchise, two guys over 80. Get this. You've never had two wide receivers with 1,000 yards in the same season, and you've never had wide receivers with over 80 catches, two of them in the same season. I don't know. It's an historic year at the whiteout position. Mike was really a good ball player, Mike Quick. He was. Mike was a good ball player. Fred Barnett. Harold Jackson was good. But, bro, I'm talking about, again, is this the best collection of wide receivers that you've ever had at one time? You got two dudes now. Again, you know, you're probably going to have two dudes with 90 catches. You've never had that. Hey, AJ needs nine catches to break Irvin Fryer's record for the most catches in a season. And AJ needs, or no, Devontae needs 10. You can have one and two in one year. I say this is the best collection you guys have ever had. How about this? You may not agree with me that they're the best but they're the most productive. Usually productive means best. This year's 2022 wide receiving core is the most productive core, productive core in the history of the Eagles. Okay. I think he means Harold Carmichael, my friend. I think he means Harold Carmichael. Yeah. Um, Carter Quick and Keith Jackson. I'll take Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, and Dallas Goddard any day over that. Chris Carter wasn't a Hall of Fame wideout in Philly. Keith Jackson was really good. And Keith Jackson's not better than Dallas Goddard. Okay, he's not. I, I, I mean, Chris Carter was not a Hall of Fame wide receiver in Philly. He was decent. He wasn't a Hall of Fame guy. He was a Hall of Famer in Minnesota. He didn't put Hall of Fame numbers up in Philadelphia. Not at all. Not at all. Who's Pinkston? Macklin and Jackson? Not close to this. They never did anything in the same season. One guy had a career year. The other guy had another career year the following year. These guys are doing it together. Keith Jackson was the best in football for a while. Probably. I'm trying to think 80s tight ends. Bavaro didn't really catch a lot of footballs in New York. Washington didn't really utilize the tight end position. San Francisco did. 
but not to the extent of Keith. The Rams didn't really have a, a, a clear-cut guy at tight end. I'm trying to think. Maybe you're right. I'm, I'm, you know, in the NFC East pretty much had the best tight ends. Keith was probably the best. Okay, that's fair. It's fair. It's fair to say Keith Jackson. It's fair to say that. Winslow played more in the 70s. Winslow was a 70s guy, late 70s when he played for Air Coriel. But remember, they had Joyner and John Jefferson. They had a bunch of superstar wide receivers too. And then you had a back in Muncie. And you had a Hall of Fame quarterback in Dan Fouts. It was a heck of a unit, man. The offensive line had Ed White in it, man. There were a bunch of good football players. Wilkerson was in that O-line. That Air Coriel, man, was a very explosive football team and put up a lot of points, broke a lot of light bulbs on scoreboards. Hey, they they also um uh, they had they also had Wes Chandler on that team. Wes is a dear friend of mine. I should get Wes on because Wes he covers the wide receivers. I'd like to get his thoughts on what he thinks of Devontae. Wes Chandler, yeah, he's a Gator guy. He was a coach for me a little bit, too, in the pros. Really love him, man. Shannon Sharp was a little after, I think, uh, Keith. I think he was after Keith. That's when the evolution of the tight end position started changing. See, to me, um, a guy like Jason Witten, I don't think Jason Witten's a Hall of Fame player, but he'll get in because he's a cowboy. Jason Witten, to me, is not a Hall of Fame tight end. Jason Witten... I mean, okay. I've never seen a guy catch more footballs. Oh, wait, Tim Brown, too. I've never seen a guy catch more footballs that meant nothing. I mean, Jason Witten had to have been the only tight end in the NFL's history to catch as many footballs as he did and meant nothing. Dwight was Dwight Clark was a good Dwight Clark was kind of the first hybrid guy because of West Coast offense. Tony Gonzalez was spectacular. Tony Gonzalez was maybe the most athletic tight end ever to play the position. And by the way, you take Travis Kelsey, I'll take Tony Gonzalez. 6'8", could run, played on the Cal basketball team. I mean, he was the fifth man on the Cal basketball team that went to like the Elite Eight. He's a great, I think he played for Bozeman when Bozeman was the head coach at the Cal Bears. And Tony Gonzalez was a freak show. I was in the Bay Area at the time covering the Cal Bears. You know what? I, I, I think he may have played for Mariucci. Longevity. Witten had a lot of longevity. Coriel had had. Yet people forget about Don Coriel. When he was in college at San Diego State, they were incredible. Then he went first. He didn't go to the Chargers. People forget that. He went to the Cardinals. And they won NFC East. Isn't this crazy? The Cardinals used to be in the NFC East when they were in St. Louis. And even when they were out in Arizona for a little bit, they were in the East until realignment came. But they won a bunch of NFC East titles, and that's how he got the uh, San Diego Chargers job. Then he became the head coach of the Chargers. But he was first the coach of the um, of the of the uh, St. Louis uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Then that's why we have spread offenses today. 
We have spread offenses today because the tight end position has become so essential in spreading people out immediately. That's why when you had guys like Franks and you had guys like Dwight Clark and that offense with Montana and Walsh was spreading people out immediately, that's the first thing he tried to do to you. Bill told me many times he'd come on my show, sit in the studio with me. I got a signed autograph book from his coaching, um, his coaching book that he put out years ago. And Bill goes like this. The number one thing I wanted to do to you was spread out immediately. Let's get you guys in open space so my wideouts can make plays. And then when you're a good drafter and you're able to find guys like Jerry Rice and find guys like John Taylor, and you're finding all these great wide receivers that can play and you're putting backs in motion. Walsh was spectacular. Walsh is the greatest offensive-minded guy in the history of the NFL. There's more people that have benefited being in a Bill Walsh system than any coach. Look at Jimmy Johnson. Well, here, let's do this. What coach has been the most successful coach in the Bill Belichick tree? Bill O'Brien? Name me one. Brian Flores? Okay, I guess. Name me one coach Bill Belichick has had come off his coaching staff that has gone on to great NFL success. Some would go like this. Well, what about Saban? Okay. Saban was a linebacker coach slash defensive coordinator in Cleveland. But he got fired in Cleveland. Not, not, not Saban. Saban left and went to Michigan State. He took the Michigan State head coaching job. Then when he took the, the Michigan, uh, Michigan State job, if I'm not mistaken, took the LSU job, won a national title. Then he took the Dolphin job. Then he took the Bama job. Todd Christensen was a great player too back in the day. But again, come full circle here. This is the best wide receiving core the Philadelphia Eagles have ever had. Lucius goes Bill O'Brien. That's the closest. It absolutely is. Bill's got a winning record as a head coach in the National Football League. I'm surprised he doesn't have more opportunities. And he had to work with the McNair family. I mean, you, you, you have problems in that organization all over the place. I love how the National Football League media doesn't put out there, too, that the Texans had to settle in the Deshaun Watson case with 22 cases, too. They forget to report that. Because you know why? They enabled them. They gave them the hotel rooms. They gave them the suites. They settled, too, with these women. NFL media doesn't cover that. LSU won a national title with a lawyer. Who, Nick Saban's a lawyer? Parcells never won anything without Belichick. It's true. It's true. Absolutely true. Belichick has... Belichick has nine conference championships, conference championship rings, six Super Bowl rings, two as a coordinator, which makes it eight. Bill Belichick's got eight Super Bowl rings. Pretty amazing. When you think there's only been 50-some played. It's been just spectacular. Real quick, Derek Carr's benching um where does he play i got some i got some candidates here and this is what i'm hearing bucks seahawks 
Saints, Patriots, Giants, Derek Carr and the New York Giants. That'd be pretty interesting. He ain't going to Minnesota. Marcos, Marcos, that could hit Justin Jefferson is on historic paces with Kirk Cousins. Or, of course, you got to throw the shitty Colts in there. Washington? You see Derek Carr playing? I would never. If I had options and one of them was the commanders, I would not want to play in Washington unless you overpaid me. W2 says Carr sucks. Let's take a look at that. Boy, I'll tell you something. You sure it's Carr or not the shitty Raiders? What have the Raiders done in 35, 40 years? Last time they were decent, they got beaten in the Super Bowl by the Bucks. When's the last time the, the Raiders have been relevant? I mean, if we, we criticize the Cowboys, what have the Raiders done? The Raiders have been a shit show. Have they not? Right? The Raiders have been a shit show. Derek Carr stats. McDaniels is a horrible head coach. I don't know so much as a horrible coordinator. You tell me if these numbers are bad. Here's Derek Carr's numbers. How many years has he been in the league now? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He's been in the league nine years, bro. You got to win more than this. But here's his numbers. 3270, 3987, 4037, 4049, 4054, 4103, 4809, 3522. Touchdowns. 21 to 12. And when I say to 12, it's interceptions. 32 to 12. 28 to 6. 22 to 13. 21 to 8. 27 to 9. Those are the Gruden years. 23 to 14. 24 to... He's got 217 touchdowns and 99 picks. It's 2 to 1 ratio. He's 65 completion percentage. I don't know. That don't look sorry to me. That don't look sorry to me. And he's 30. You wouldn't want that on your football team? Better coaching? Does he go to Tampa? Car streaky. That's fair. I, Manchester, I don't think he sucks. I think the organization sucks. Seriously, the Raiders have been horrible. They're the West Coast version of the Commanders. Card to the Jets makes a lot of sense. And you have Joe Douglas there. Hey, by the way, that's also another difference in the 2017 team. Okay. That's also another difference. Guys were talking earlier on Sports Take about the difference in 2017. Okay, you know what else you had? You had a better coaching staff. And you know who was in the Eagle front office? Joe Douglas, Andy Waddell, 
And Tom Donahue, the former general manager of the, of the Steelers, was in that front office with Howie. Look at those personnel guys you had. Then in your coaching staff, you had Rick. You had Swartz. Uh, Deuce Staley was in that coaching staff. Um, I mean, the front office had superstars in it. Joe Douglas is really doing a nice job in turning that thing around in New York. He's doing a great job there. Joe Douglas, I like Joe Douglas. He needs a quarterback. And Andy Waddell is now the assistant general manager in Pittsburgh. It's a big job. I mean, there's not been a lot of general managers in Pittsburgh, let alone head coaches. So there's been some good people in there. But the Eagles had every the Eagles had everything going in 17. Exceptional personnel in the front office, exceptional coaching, let alone the fact that you had coaches that knew how to put players in the right position. I don't think this staff knows how to do that. Now, some would go like this, Sills, like what he did with Reddick. Agreed. And you could fire right back at me. Yeah, but Sills, we got two wideouts with a thousand yards. Two guys that could be the best tandem at wideout in team history. Fair. Fair. You know, you go back and forth and you look at it. And plus the evolution of Jalen. I think that's more on Hertz. Hey, Steven knows a little bit about the background. Tom Donahue hates Howie Roseman. He hates Howie Roseman. I got a little birdie that told me that earlier, and I wanted to find out why, so I talked to Kevin Colbert. You know why? Howie tries to make things his own when someone recommends him. Well, you know what? You know what I say to that? Well, that's why you have the GM title. You work for me. And if you got an opinion, it becomes our opinion. You work for me, son. You know, I mean, Tom wanted to go, well, I built the Steelers. He did. He helped the Roonies build the Steelers. But his legacy was set. And I'm going, Kevin, he really need to have his eagle stroke like that? And I'm talking Donahue. He's like, well, Tom's that guy. Tom built the Steelers, man. Worked with Chuck Nolan, all them guys. <laughs> And how he's going, oh, yeah, that was my idea. Tom would get shit-faced over that going, no, it wasn't. You couldn't put a personnel page together to save your – oh, my God, it was arguments. From what I understand, every time Tom put a personnel page together, how he would put his name on it. <laughs> okay? When the Eagles have their back against the wall, this coaching staff hasn't proven they can get it done. I agree with that. Okay, I completely agree with that. Howie is the GM. That's right, Yale. And, and that's, in my opinion, that's that's why you get the latitude to do that. You, you're the boss. I mean, you got people that work under you. You got subordinates that work under you. I mean, Jimmy Johnson gets the credit for winning the Super Bowl, not Butch Davis or Dave wants that. You just went along for the ride there. So <laughs> I get it. You're, you're right. Okay, I get it. How he does his Howie. <laughs> Completely true. All right. I want to get into week 17 of the national. Dude, we're now in 
the position now where we are in – dude, we're in playoff mode now because now look at what the Eagles are even playing for. Eagles have to have a playoff mentality against the Saints team. They got to have a playoff mentality against the Saints team here because you don't want to go and play New York at the final game of the year, a divisional opponent. I said it yesterday, and I don't want to play them. I do not want to do that. This is going to be, in my opinion, this is going to be the biggest game of the year for the for the Eagles. Well, how about this? The most important game of the year for the Eagles. I don't want to have to go to I don't want to have to go to the New York game and have to worry about winning home field advantage. I just do not want to have to do that. Okay. So tonight, Dallas and Tennessee. Would this be crazy for me to say, Xander? I want you in on this one too. What is it time for Tennessee to move off of Derrick Henry? He's not playing tonight. Derrick Henry's not playing. Is it time to move off of Derrick Henry? Dude, all the carries, he's hurt again. He's going to miss some time. The Tennessee Titans are wobbling now. I do not believe they make the postseason, and I think they lose that last game of the regular season to the Jaguars. Um, hey, can you imagine getting loose of Miles Sanders and all of a sudden how he brings in Derrick Henry? And you bring, how would you like to have Derrick Henry on that Eagle offense? I think the Titans are going to want to try to move him in the offseason. It's three years in a row now. Okay. I, I believe they're losing to the Jags in the final week of the exhibition season. How about that? Would you move Derrick Henry if you're the Titans for draft choices? How he's got a boatload of draft choices. I'm not giving ones up for him. I'm not giving twos up for him. I might go like this. Here's a three and a five for Derrick Henry, and I'll pick up the money. Remember something. He was franchise tagged. He doesn't have a contract extension. So you can negotiate with him at the end of the year here. No thank you, says Stanley. So what, you're going to stick with Boston Scott? I don't like seeing Boston Scott in football games. I think he's a dude. Derrick Henry behind that offensive line. The best line in football. You don't think he'd get 2,000 yards rushing? Never give the Saints. I'm not giving a two for him. I'm not. I'll give a three. Um, Yale, I would say the salary for him. Negotiations with um, incentives. I would possibly go like this. Here's six large. seven. If I'm going to pay $7 million, it's not going to be for Miles Sanders. I'll pay $7 million for Derrick Henry and incentives that would get him up near 10. Don't need an injured running back? Why, you've had one for three years. It's the first year this guy, Miles Sanders, is healthy. You've been living with one. Derrick Henry will regress fast. He has high mileage. Fair enough. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Uh, he wants out of... Los Angeles for sure. So tonight the Cowboys play. We should keep an eye on this game here. Dallas versus Tennessee tonight. I think Dallas wins this ball game, and I think they make that last two games a must for, well, not the last two games, but the last two games of importance for the Eagles, especially the New Orleans game this weekend. Dallas, what if, what if Dallas loses? 
to Tennessee tonight. They're not going to. I guess still home field advantage is still out there because of uh, Minnesota. So you got to win this ball game. I thought you liked Sanders. I do, but they're not going to pay him, W2. They're not going to pay him $7 million. They're not going to give Miles. I, I, I love the kid. And by the way, his fumble last week, I'm not sweating it. He's been great all year. Had a bad, had a bad moment in the game. Cost him, absolutely. We start seeing trends of him dropping a ball on the ground like we have over the last three years. Then I got a problem with it. Right now, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Um, Dallas wins this ball game tonight. Dallas is playing better football, and so is Dak Prescott, and they need it at the right time here. Arizona at Atlanta. I think Cliff Kingsbury, you could see one of the coordinators in Philadelphia get uh, potentially a lot of love here by Arizona and potentially getting one of those um, opportunities to coach this football team. Uh, Shane Steichen or maybe Jonathan Gannon. They like defensive guys, the Bidwell family. So you could see maybe Jonathan Gannon get an interview here for the Arizona Cardinal job. Uh, But, man, there's no question. Cliff Kingsbury is out the door as soon as he – and they just signed him to a contract extension too. He could sit around for the next three years making $8 million a year. Do you know that? The Bidwells owe him that money. Carolina at Tampa Bay. Hey, man, this could be for the NFC South. And I'll tell you what, if I'm the Eagles, I am hoping for Carolina to win this game. I'd rather take on Carolina than Tom Brady. I know some some would go, sells bucks. They're just not. Yeah. Who would you rather play, Tom Brady or Carolina? I'd rather play Carolina. I can't even tell you who their quarterback is. Okay? I'll tell you, I'll t- I don't want to see Brady in a moment. Don't give Brady a moment to save the season. Here, this is all Brady needs. Brady could finish the season 7-10, and 10, win the division, and he gets into the postseason and he gets on a run and he wins the Super Bowl. Salvages everything. Even if he gets to the NFC title game, it salvages it. Hey, we didn't have a really great, but we found our way in the postseason and we really made a strong run. I think Brady's the next quarterback in Las Vegas. That's where I think he lands. I think he's in Las Vegas. I don't want any part. I'm with you, Ryan. I don't want any part of Brady. I want Carolina to win this game. Well, if you're an Eagle fan, you want you want Carolina to win this game. <clears throat> I am a buck. <clears throat> Chicago at Detroit. Chicago is going to give Detroit all they can handle. Detroit now, you know what their problem is? Last week they got spanked, right? Detroit's issue right now is learning how to win with expectations because it's been so long. I don't want any part of Brady 2, W2. I don't want any part of that. However, for Jalen Hurts, watch this. He beats Brady. Then he beats the Niners. Then he beats Mahomes or Allen in the Super Bowl. Dude, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to go in there with a big open book, uh, checkbook, and go, dude, this is going to get a little pricey in here. Yeah, we're not going to be shopping at the dollar store. We're going to be shopping at Neiman Marcus over here. Clutch Sports is going to go. So he just went on, the, went on one of the best runs in the history of the postseason. He beat the GOAT. Then he beat the Niners. Then he beat Mahomes and Andy Reid. Hey, by the way, real quick. Do you want to see Eagles and Andy Reid? 
in the Super Bowl, Chiefs and um, Eagles. Andy Reid versus the Eagles. Would you want to see that? No, thanks. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see. Oh, my God. Look, Eagle fans are true fans. They would root against Andy, but there'd be a part of them doing this. Man, here's the guy we fired, and he's coming back to get us. <laughs> Puts a 50-burger on you with Mahomes. <laughs> Whoa, dude, you don't, want to get, you don't want to get killed by that. <laughs> Mahomes puts 50 on you. You don't want to – I don't know, man. I don't, I, I'm going to have to think about that. Look at – look at look at you guys – hey, would you really – oh, my God, I don't think the Eagles defense could stop Mahomes. No way. No way. Jonathan Gannon versus Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. I'll take the dudes in Kansas City on that one. <laughs> Training wheels coaches versus that guy. No, I think I'll take that guy. I don't ever remember Andy Reid not being in a conference championship game anymore. I really don't. This guy's either winning division titles or he's in a he's in a conference title game. I don't want to give Big Red an L. Oh, Lucius, really? Jalen can't be beat. Yeah, he can. He's not elite. Our safeties are banged up. And Mahomes, could you see Mahomes? Okay, so Dak destroyed the Eagles secondary. What do you think Mahomes would do to it? Throw for 700 yards? He looked like Joe Burrow going against Jalen in the semifinals of the national championship when Burrow put up 800 yards. Oh, that would be another good uh, Super Bowl. Burrow versus Jalen. Redemption. Potentially for... Dude, Jalen's got some – dude, the Eagles, you go Andy Reid versus Philadelphia, Kansas City, Philly. Jalen Hurts versus Burrow. Then you got the dual threat conversation, two of them, Allen and uh, Jalen. Some pretty good stuff in here, man. Plus, you're going to get Lamar Jackson back in the starting lineup. I kind of like this. Bengals are scary. I think they're the best team. Personally, Ryan – I think the, the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in the NFL right now. I think they're the best team in the league. Their quarterback is insane. And remember, they started out 0-2. Yeah, Ryan, I, I'll say this. If the teams right now and how they're playing, 49ers are, are hot. Jags are hot. Kansas City's hot. Um, Boy, I'll tell you, man, Cincinnati is really playing great football. Um, Cleveland, Washington, Carson Wentz is back as the starter. Dude, Carson Wentz can save his season by getting the Washington commanders in the postseason. I'm not saying they won't move off him in the off season, but if I'm Carson Wentz and I want any redemption of my career, you've got to win and you've got to beat Cleveland. Deshaun Watson hasn't been playing that great, but he'll get there. Remember, he's missed over 800 days of football in these last couple of weeks. He'll get his footing. He's only 25. We're not talking about a 35-year-old guy here. He'll get back into the groove of it. But for Commander Wentz, this guy's got to win, man. The, the Eagles are not hot. 
How do you think they're hot when they 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 get by the skin of their teeth against Chicago, and they get beat by the Cowboys? How how are they hot? How's that hot? <laughs> and you get your quarterback banged up, and you lose your tackle. How are you hot? <laughs> Eagles are not hot. Last month, I don't think they've been playing that great a ball. Actually, turnovers over the last three weeks have gone in reverse. You know the Cowboys are the number one takeaway team down in the league? Put that out there. Denver at Kansas City. Boy, Denver has turned into a train wreck. Um, I don't know. I don't know who takes that job over. Sean Payton, you would have to give up uh, draft picks to get him because the Saints still own his rights. Kansas City, I think they're going to put up a shitload of yards and touchdowns, um, in my opinion, in that ball game. You watch. Mahomes goes for four touchdowns. But Dallas is hot? No. I never said they were. Well, the Jags' loss looks better now. They're in first place in their division. Struggling against the shitty three-win Bears? I don't know. At least Dallas lost to a football team that's a division leader. The Jags are a division leader. I mean, that loss isn't terrible now. Now you lose 17-point lead. Okay, that's questionable. I give that to you. But struggling against a shitty three-win Bears team, and then they turn around and put a 40-burger on you? I don't know. I think the, the Cowboys have probably played better than you the last two weeks. Indy at the New York Giants, Indianapolis Colts are run by a buffoon. The Giants, dude, here's the deal with the Giants. They win this game. They probably have to win the game against the Eagles. They're going to play full bore. That's why this Saints game is important. Jacksonville at Houston. Houston won last week. They manned up for Lovey. I love that. I think Doug's done a great job, man. If Doug wins these next two games, he gets my vote for coach of the year. Doug will get my vote for coach of the year. He's done. I think Doug Peterson has done a better job than Nick Sirianni this year. This guy's had to clean up everything after Urban Liar. He's had to turn around a franchise quarterback potential. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks like the guy everyone thought coming out of Clemson. I watch Trevor Lawrence now, and I go, that's the kid. That's the kid you want to build your team around. And TN looks like a player now. You put a couple more components around him. By the way, that defense is playing better in Jacksonville. The kid from Georgia looks good, Walker. The kid Lloyd from Utah, they're good, man. Doug's... Doug knew what he was doing when he took that job. Dude, Brian, it was the Titanic, okay? This thing didn't even get a chance to get out the ocean. I mean, they hit the iceberg pulling out of port. Meyer, Meyer thought he was going to pull the, the same bullshit he did when he was at Florida and Columbus, just lying to people. Urban Liar is a liar. He's got not one redeeming quality about himself. Oh, wait. Here, let me show you. Maybe this is what I'm going to do when I want time off.
dude, if I had head injuries like that, my head, and I acted like that on the sidelines, I'd be in a hospital, not on the set at Fox College Football the next year. (laughs) Who bought that bullshit? Him acting like he had a brain tumor on the sidelines was pathetic. I was laughing at him. I was laughing at him because you know what you had? Look at the stress. Urban Meyer's health is a big issue. Really? You mean when he was grinding on that chick the next year as the head coach of the Jags? Who bought that shit? You know who does? Snowflakes. Snowflakes buy that bullshit. Dude, if you've got health issues, are you on the set at Fox the next year? And then the year after that, grinding on a chick in a bar in Columbus. Come on, man. How many times can you be lied to before you realize the guy's a piece of shit? I mean, really. Guy, and the reason I talk about him is because he lies so much to people and ruins so many lives. Okay? He is an awful human. It's documented the shit he did at Florida. But the media in Florida would not want to cover it. Okay, because you know why? All those media people in Florida, all those editors are all Gator guys. So they're not going to talk crap on the program that they love. They started talking shit on him once he left, though. Okay? I love the video, too, because it exposed who he was. Year previous, he's on the sidelines pretending like he has a tumor in his brain. The next year, he's in a bar grinding on a young chick, a young co-ed. Oh, hey, I could I could do a full three hours on Urban Liar. Called my bosses. You know how many times he called my bosses to try to get me fired in Tampa? I wasn't, you know, I know people think that I've been fired a hundred times. I was in Tampa for 15 years. People will forget that. I was in Tampa for 15 years doing morning drive. And they would call my bosses because we had the Gator Network. Hey, this guy's silly old man. He's really hard on the Gator program. Well, he's a hurricane. I mean, he goes, yeah, I know. Why can't we get somebody? He gets nine shares. I mean, he makes $150,000 a month for us. I don't know if we're going to go. It's the only reason to save my my hide was ratings and revenue. It's the only thing. Hey. Hey, hey, Ryan. I mean, right, Ryan? The only thing that saved me was my ratings and revenue, man. Hey, do you think you could be commerce sales because, you know, the Gator Network, you know, we we kind of have it. <laughs> right? Hey, Niners go, Hertz isn't special. I think he is. I think he's a special guy. Okay? I think he's a special guy. I think he's a really good ball player. Dual threat, you don't last, though. That's been my contention. James, speaking my mind, it's what aggravates my aunt. Yesterday she said, my aunt says that I was brutal to you guys. And I was like, brutal? I go, Xander loved it. <laughs> then again, Xander's brutal. So I mean, she goes, she goes, she goes, God, man, you were really hard. And I'm like, hey, bet. Sometimes the truth hurts, man, you know? <laughs> yeah. Miami at New England. 
Teddy Bridgewater's in. Boy, Mac Jones, man. That thing's going downhill quick in New England for him, isn't it? it it's heading down the slope there, isn't it? The Jets in Seattle. Mike White's quarterbacking. Holy cow. I hope Geno wins this game. Shout out to Sills aunt. <laughs> yeah, she gets pissed off when I swear. The only person she doesn't mind is Urban Liar. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota at Green Bay. That's a big one. What if Green Bay beats Minnesota? That means that Green Bay would be back to 8-8. Eight and eight. Then they win their final game. And guess who would have to potentially play them in the divisional round? You got it, the Eagles. Green Bay rolling back into Lincoln Financial with a hotter Green Bay team. I don't know. That game was pretty close at the end, wasn't it? Rodgers left the game. Jordan Love came in. I don't know. I mean, do you want to do you want to play Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers, man, he played pretty well against the um, the Eagles. I thought. Okay. Johnny goes. Green Bay makes it into the playoffs. Seals, would you rather see the Eagles beat the Bills in the Super Bowl, or have stomach flu for three weeks? <sighs> I'll get back to you. <laughs> uh, in Jalen, we trust. All right. <sighs> Playing a hurt quarterback this weekend. I don't know. Against the Bounty Gate team. Man, I wonder how many $100 bills are in that jar sitting in that locker room. Whoever takes Hurts out gets the jar. That thing's got to be up to five grand by now. That jar's got to be up to five grand. I know Greg Williams ain't there. Okay. All right. Hey, Xander, take a break here. Let's take a break here. Let me, we'll finish this up here. Let's take a break here. Guys, please hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Mess and Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. I'm Jim Muehlbronner, Managing Partner at DelVal Insurance Group. Give us a call. We're a local, knowledgeable agency, not an 800 number. Go Birds!
number one Jeff D'Ambrosio destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Football Friday tomorrow. Yeah, I saw that setup. Um, someone sent me a picture of the Jacob Media setup there for the uh, post game show. It's quite some digs, man. They got a green room and everything. I don't know, man. Got big meals and shit for everybody. Little old sills, man. You know, <laughs> it's it's just you know it's always been that way though. It's just you know sills and everyone else. It's like. I'm on an island over here, and I'm not crying or anything. It may sound it, but, you know, everybody gets, like, all these big meals and, you know, I don't know. No special cars for sales. No, you know, rooms or nothing. It's like, you know, it's all right, man. <laughs> big Daddy Sills, Richard, thank you so much, man. All good. Sills Revis. Oh! <laughs> Very well done, James. Very well done. Sills Revis, eh, you know, Revis Island. I got it. <laughs> you're not you're not too good at reading. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no. Oh, good. Hey. <laughs> 
San Francisco at Las Vegas. I want to finish up uh, week 17 here. 49ers playing the best ball of any team in the NFC right now. That's a fact. Right now, right now, now if Jalen plays this weekend, that changes it back to the Eagles. But let's see if he plays. Right now, Gardner Minshew versus Brock Purdy. I'm taking the Niners. Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy and the Niners at home at Lincoln Financial. Taking the birds. Okay? Look how close this is. Injuries will be an issue. Niners lost to the Bears. Dude, that's a completely different ball team today. You lost to a guy who they benched, Tyler Heineke. And you lost to Dak, who lost to the Jags in the previous week. Great. Niners haven't played any good teams. If that's the case, the Eagles surely haven't played anybody. Rams, charges. Justin Herbert, what a stud. That's a guy you want to build your team around. This guy like Justin Herbert. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Mike Tomlin's such a goat coach. He's such a goat coach, man. That's a shit. That's probably the shittiest Pittsburgh team that's been there in about 20 years. And there he is, hanging in there. Mike's a great coach. And Lamar Jackson's playing this weekend. That'll be a good hitting ball game if you like hitting. I know some of you don't because, you know, you're like, you know, want to see anybody get hurt. <laughs> Pittsburgh, Baltimore always is good. So that's a good game. And then the granddaddy of them all. Buffalo, Cincinnati. Joe Burrow versus Josh Allen. That's a quarterback matchup. There you go. Not Jalen Hurts versus Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Kenny Pickett or Hurts versus David Mills. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. Man, holy cow, faces of the league. I love that. Look at the Niners' schedule. Cakewalk. Yeah, I know. I know. Not 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 the three and ten bears or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> the Texans, the Bears, the Cardinals. <laughs> Who else was on that shitty schedule this year? A ton of teams. <laughs> and every time you got to play against a decent quarterback, he hangs up 77 completion percentage on you like Dak. Dak was almost 80% against Jonathan Gannon. That's not a shocker. That's not a shocker, man. <laughs> they lost to the Falcons, and you lost to the Commandos. <laughs> you lost to the, the the Washington Commandos. What a terrible organization. Okay. Dude, the Eagles split with the Commanders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they beat Dimes Jones though 
All right, man. I appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for coming aboard. Had a lot of fun with you guys. Please hit the like button. Tomorrow's a football Friday. Xander, great stuff as always. Thank you guys. God bless. We'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.